0: hello, hello. I think that was 10, because it is our 10th octiversary. <laughs> I won't hit the horn 10 times, uh, but this is episode <laughs> number 80 of the SoCo show. Seth Ott joins me, and I'm afraid I can't tell you who I am, because oh, Seth has let not me tell yet tell you who me. you are. I was the loser of last week's movie release, or new release rectal exam, and as such... Seth decides what my name is for the month of February, and he hasn't yet told me. Will you do so now?
1: Yes, I will tell you now. Um, Your name is a a very prestigious and uh, very sought after name. One would say it's a parody of probably the greatest rocker and rock band in the history of uh, not just, you know, like uh, current pop culture, but ever in in the history of the world. (laughs) You're Chad Coger. (laughs) Lead singer of Nick Koback.
0: <laughs> okay, let, Chad Koger, lead singer of Nick Koback. Yeah, that's how you say it. Okay,
1: you have to say the you have to say the, the full entire thing. thing. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's a fucking mouthful. That's what she said. <laughs> and uh, I look forward to using that name. I might keep it going into March, uh, even if I win. I've always wanted to be Chad Koger, lead singer of Nick Koback. Uh, Let's hope people remember that because I'm going to try to not repeat it a bunch of times because it is legitimately tiring to say. It was a big TV weekend for Seth, so he's got a couple things to review in the TV corner. Uh, We have a lot of TV news, a little bit of movie news, some trailers, uh, some pretty exciting trailers, and we're going to get into what I think will be a really fun movie review for something that we both saw last week. Um, There was a football game, too. We're going to talk about that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, lots more fun stuff. So... Uh, let's jump into it. Even though it's a special, very special Octiversary episode, we're still going to start it the same way we always do, with She Tweets. I call you a punk! <laughs> the Sheik was active during the big very. game. So I was, I was watching, and I know you were, so I'm excited to see what you picked.
1: Uh, there's, so actually I picked a lot of them. Because there's, there's too many, there's too many good ones that he tweeted during the Super Bowl. And also, uh, it's not going to be relevant if I ever say them again. So, first off, is the roller coaster ride Iron Sheik took us on his feelings about one yellow cartoon character. Dude,
0: I thought I was going to have to get down <laughs> with the Sheik, man. You, I know you saw this. anyone who follows me at underscore Cody Michael on Twitter knows that I almost got into a beef with the Sheik, but
1: it's he true. made the
0: wise choice. Uh,
1: the first tweet, which came uh, at during the beginning of the halftime show, was. Fuck the SpongeBob, (laughs) hashtag halftime show. That was tweeted at 7.25. There's a few tweets in there talking about the score, blah, blah, blah. And then at 7.29, so a mere four minutes later, uh, he he tweeted, God bless the SpongeBob, hashtag halftime show. Man. So Iron Sheik uh, is back on the SpongeBob train. I think that was
0: me. I think he did it because because when he tweeted "fuck the SpongeBob," I I tweeted and I think I sent it to you and I said I'm gonna have to make this jabroni humble, and then it was maybe a minute after that that he came on and and changed his tune about SpongeBob SquarePants. So I think that was all Uh right,
1: You might you might be influencing the uh, the the great one, the Shiki baby. <laughs> We all know, though, that Iron Cheek loves his football, and most importantly, he loves his Tom Brady. So he had he had a few Tom Brady tweets. Uh, the first one, of course, we all know he is very interested in in Tom Brady's sex life. Uh, he <laughs> he says, "Tom Brady have the goat sex tonight." Hashtag Super Bowl. Oh, that's <laughs> nasty. This next one. I don't know whether he is excited about television or excited about Tom Brady, but he said Brady Bunch, best TV show on the earth, hashtag Super Bowl. <laughs> and then my personal favorite is Tom Brady lists his top five or his top goats of all time. So his top goats are Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, Rob Thomas, <laughs> Matchbox 20, and Iron Cheek, hashtag Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: How humble of himself to put himself number five on his own
1: list of goats. It's true, and essentially Rob Thomas is on there twice because. <laughs> but I I do appreciate Iron Cheeks' list of goats. Um, it's pretty it's it's pretty solid.
0: I want to get so there's a a thing you can get online where you can get a tweet framed. That sounds like mm-hmm. a frameable tweet. I would get
1: that. Yeah, I don't know. I would I, get, like Bra- I would get Brady Bunch, uh, best TV show on Earth on the Earth. <laughs>
0: I thought I was having some good tweets during the Super Bowl, at least a couple of them, but I was way overshadowed by Sheiky Baby, and that's to be expected.
1: I call you a punk!
0: Let's go ahead and give a shout-out to our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box for 30 days and your first book for free. Free! We have Mathis Designs, etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs for all of your stationery and graphic design needs. Cha-ching! And Mike's Wood. Etsy.com slash shop slash corn and wed for gross Seth noises. (coughs) (sighs) Oh, my God. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, But Mike's Wood is available to people who like to have (sighs) apparently disgusting orgasms. Let's move on. And we haven't had any for a few weeks now. But this week, we do have some video game news.
1: Video games. Whoa, whoa.
0: Uh, I don't know about you, buddy, but I like free shit. And uh, the first piece of, I guess, news is that the creators of Titanfall have been working on a new game, and it's called Apex Legends, and it's a one of those battle royale games with, you know, sort of um, uh, class characters with special attributes. So it's kind of a kind of a mix. It's been described as like a Fortnite meets Overwatch type game uh it's less cartoony than overwatch but i get the i understand the the comparisons um the exciting part about this news is that they released it for free yesterday or not yesterday for listeners but yesterday for us recording free. via time travel yes exactly free on monday the 4th it was released so if you are on xbox pc playstation uh, i'm not sure about switch but um Zoom. i know that xbox yeah zune xbox and playstation i know you can download for free Free. <laughs> and uh, I, I did, I got this on PlayStation and played it for maybe an hour and it's actually pretty fun. I mean, I'm not a big fan of these battle royale games, but um, this one's pretty cool. I mean, it's more, the map is smaller, so it's a little more action based than some of the other ones I've played where it's a lot of hiding and shit, which is really frustrating for me. But uh, I think it's an enjoyable time and it's pretty fun and I, I would give it a recommend. I think people should go out, especially because it's a free game. Um and three. I know Seth, you were you were gonna look at this, but you haven't you haven't seen any of this yet, have you?
1: No, I, I mean I I read an article about it, that's about it. Um I haven't seen any gameplay or played it or downloaded it or anything like that. But um I know you were recommending it so that uh I guess we would be on a team together. Is that how it would work?
0: Yeah, you get in little squads of three. Um okay. so hey man, we're gonna have Chef, we're gonna have Cervix Buster, and we're gonna have Mike's Wood on a squad.
1: Oh, oh no.
0: And we're going to fucking wreck everyone, or we're going to get crushed. I don't know which. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Chef's going to be serving up a woody cervix.
0: (laughs) Now we have to. Now we have to. Yeah. Yeah. From that cool video game news, let's move forward to our one word summaries. One Word Summaries is a segment where Seth has scoured the internet for three wacky news stories. He's going to summarize each story with one word apiece, and based on those three words, I will choose which one we discuss on the show. Uh, Don't worry, though, if we don't choose the one you wanted to hear about. The links to all of the stories will be in the description box where you can also find uh, all of the other topics that we're going to talk about today, uh, links to various things we're going to discuss, including our sponsors and all of our contact and Twitter info and all of that stuff. So make sure you're checking out the description box, uh, also for timestamps in case you want to skip around in the show. So uh, all that said, Seth, what do we have this week for one-word summaries?
1: Your words are glitter, delivery, and note.
0: Hmm. These all sound. This is another one that they all all sound like the one, the same story. I'm gonna go with glitter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I always like when you get excited because that means it's the most fucked up story, and I'm gonna probably not (laughs) sleep tonight because of it.
1: Oh no, it's you'll sleep. It's funny. So delivery was Florida girl stole Papa John's delivery car to visit boyfriend. (laughs) So 14 year old girl uh, stole a car. Note was would-be bank robber rips up note after getting cold feet
0: (laughs) that's a smart man that's free man today
1: oh yeah and glitter universal orlando now has a butt-naked troll that farts glitter at guests what (laughs) florida theme park takes interactive to a sparkly new level Universal Studios Orlando has a new character in one of its theme parks with a very particular set of skills. <laughs> uh, that's, probably not, that's not a good timing for that one. <laughs> uh, Guy Diamond. <laughs> that's, oh that should God. be your name for the month.
0: That is, uh, uh, yeah, I wish, that, <laughs> I wish it was. I like Guy Diamond because that is 1,000% a porn name. Oh, that's dope, year totally. I concentrated egg. equally on two things, fucking. Cock-flavored and- <laughs> lollipop. Uh, yeah, Sex. We don't use the Rip Torn or Dirty Porn sounder anymore, so I thought that was a good way to sneak it in.
1: I think that's a, there's a reason for that. Um, <laughs> Guy Diamond, a troll from the Trolls animated movie, has a well-defined bare bottom that not only farts at guests, but fires off glitter when it does.
0: That is... T- can you fuck... Okay, there's a lot wrong with this. One, uh, a colorful troll can have his ass out in public and fart on strangers, and it's hilarious, but when I do it, I get arrested. That's <laughs> Um Two... Kids are going to think that's hilarious and love eating farts and, and the parents are going to have to take home these glitter and fart covered kids and have to (laughs) clean all the glitter and fart off of them. And they're going to be pissed. If I took my kids, I'd be like, no, you cannot put your face in this troll's ass. But I do think this is the third thing. We're going to raise an entire generation of kids who are going to love eating butt now. And that's probably worth all the other problems.
1: There's so there's some there's some tweets from people who who went there didn't expect this. <laughs> so there's there's one someone's upset says thank you Universal Orlando for squashing what was a growing desire to visit your parks again. I, I, so this person hasn't been there uh, or hasn't seen the farting troll. I love your I love your Harry Potter spaces, but there's no way you're getting a dime of my family's hard earned money if you think a naked glitter farting troll roaming about is acceptable. <laughs> And then one person tweeted, I hate the troll that fart's glitter, but I appreciate Universal for making me feel something again.
0: <laughs> oh god, that's <laughs> That's good. Uh, What's the thing's name again?
1: Guy Diamond.
0: Guy Diamond. That is a 1000% uh, a poor name. I love
1: I want to I want to write just a a single movie about Guy Diamond. I
0: just read a sketch about Guy Diamond.
1: That's fucking yeah, that's, great. That's pretty much it. Um,
0: that's all they we show, need, man.
1: They're, they're, they show these, there's a tweet of uh, these two men cleaning up the glitter fart after. <laughs> Imagine after having to be those guys. What's your job? Uh, clean up glitter farts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if I can see SpongeBob SquarePants and have glitter shat into my eyes, then <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good day at the park, I'm not going to lie. There's only one word to describe you, and I'm going to spell it out for you. Yeah, there was a football game. Uh, let's talk about that. Sports. And boom goes the dynamite. 13-3. to three, The Patriots beat the Rams in Super Bowl 53. Hmm.
1: And just I got like I told thoughts. you.
0: Yeah, just like Seth said. Seth, was the, Seth picked the winner. Choosing.
1: I did pick the winner, but I picked uh, what was going to happen in that game very incorrectly.
0: Yeah, you only missed the score by a factor of three. That's true. Which I'm be- everyone did. I mean, like everyone who bet on that game was betting the over on points. Like everyone was expecting well, a high twenties to low thirties game,
1: except and for one man who bet two hundred fifty dollars that the Rams would score three points and won hundred thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, that's pretty fucking awesome. And I love the Rams, but if I knew that that bet would pay that, I would have bet it too. <laughs> well, okay. You, if you want me to talk about the game, I can talk about the game. Um, here's what I think. I think that
1: overrated.
0: No, see, that's exactly okay. Before before I let you talk, let me let me say a few let me say a few things because I don't want to I don't want to yell. I'm gonna I'm gonna say some things about people I think are stupid. And I want to get out in front of you in case you were planning on saying these things. First of all, no, the Rams are not overrated. They deserve to be in that game. And the saints had no business being in that game. Let's get that out of the fucking way. The, the, because the Rams lost and only scored three points. It does not mean the saints should have been in that game. Shut up. What you saw there was not the Rams being bad. It was the Patriots being very fucking good. Golf was not bad in this game. He, he, he did not have good numbers and he was not his best game of the season. This does not mean golf is a bad quarterback okay? The defense he played against was great. There's not an offense in the league that could have beat that defense on Sunday. I believe that. Brady didn't have sexy numbers. So don't try to tell me that Brady's not the greatest because he won without having sexy numbers, meaning that his defense and running game carried him. Shut the fuck up about that. Because at the end of the day, Brady had to lead the game-winning drive and make essentially the game-winning throw to Gronk. Stop telling me you're bored of New England winning. It's, It's fucking awesome when they win. And then also, stop telling me that this game was boring. If you, if you were bored by the Super Bowl, you don't like football, and that's fine. You're not a football fan. You're a very casual fan. That's okay. But if you think this game was boring, you just don't like football because what we saw here was a really incredible chess match between coaches, and there's even, like, if you go, like, and you listen to any of the post-game interviews and stuff, both teams said at various points during the game, we have no fucking clue what to do against this defense. Like, both defenses came out and were awesome and shut down great offenses on both sides for most of the game. The Patriots happened to make two more plays than the Rams did during that game. So, like, oh, it was zero to three for most of the game. That means it was a three-point close game when every play mattered for most of the game. So, stop telling me it was fucking boring. And, Um, what the fuck else? Oh, here's a thing that I will agree with the general public on. Where the fuck is Todd Gurley? What is wrong? I don't know. And I'm not usually one to, like, demand answers from coaches because why does the coach of the Rams give a fuck what I think? But, like, someone needs to tell us what the fuck happened with Todd Gurley at the end of the season. Like, did he fuck the coach's wife? Is he hurt? Did it, did, was he having an emotional breakdown? Did he punch his girlfriend? Like, why wasn't he in the fucking game in the Super Bowl? Like, even if he was a little bit hurt, it's the Super Bowl. Put him in the fucking game. I think that was a big reason why they couldn't, why they didn't win. Now they weren't in rhythm even when he was in the game, but the Rams were nine and zero this season when Todd Gurley has eighteen carries or more, or eighteen touches or more. Uh, I don't know how you don't go to him more often. I, I really don't. Let's see, what else do I have? Stop telling me Julian Edelman needs to be in the Hall of Fame. No, he fucking doesn't. He was great in this game because the Rams set up their offense or set up their defense to stop every other thing that the Patriots do, leaving one guy to be able to have the game. Like, they decided before the game, if we're going to lose, it's going to be because Edelman has a big game. They decided they were okay with that, and that's why that happened. But they stopped the run. They stopped the running back passes. They mostly stopped Gronk, except for the uh, one big play, they took Hogan completely out of the game. The only time they threw to Hogan, and got picked. And they said, if you're going to beat us, it's going to have to be with Eidelman. And that's what they did. Also, don't tell me that Sean McVay is overrated or is not a good coach. In his second season as a head coach, he took his team to the Super Bowl. Okay? Just because he lost his game doesn't mean he's a bad coach. Now, he did get beat by Belichick. There's no doubt about that. He's not Bill Belichick. Surprise. No one is. And I think that is that is my entire list, I think, of things that all of America is saying who is stupid And doesn't know shit about football. And those are my rebuttals to each of them in order. Am I missing anything?
1: I mean, I don't know. I didn't really pay that much attention. No. Um.
0: (laughs) I figured after a a little bit, I figured you were going to be twiddling your thumbs while I finished up.
1: (laughs) No, I I was listening because I I do have uh, responses to a lot of that. now. In, in terms of your Rams being overrated think I, I agree. They're not overrated. Um, They're a very good football team.
0: And it was, uh, sorry, and I won't interrupt you every time you start talking, I promise. <laughs> don't forget the Rams held the Patriots to 13 points. No other mm-hmm. team has done that all season. Like, this Rams defense shut Tom Brady down for 50 minutes mm-hmm. of this game. So, like, especially don't tell me that the signing of all of these free agents was a bad idea. Because every single one of them had a huge play. Sorry, back to you.
1: Um, To your response about... Um, about the game being boring or whatever that you know people are saying. Um, personally, I wasn't bored by the game because this, this is the type of football that I see every every single Sunday. Um, <laughs> for the last three years, I've seen this football be played, where it's uh, defense and running and uh, low scores. I'm used to it. To be fair, uh, and, and a devil's advocate here, the last how many Super Bowls have been a high scoring exciting last you know last second finish type of game. Mm-hmm. And so for the majority of the public who watches only one game a year, I can see why people are disappointed by it.
0: Yeah, but then in that same in that same vein though, like it was still it was one possession game the entire game. And it still took a fourth yeah. quarter it took a fourth quarter drive for you know, it, it, you mean to tell me that with 6 minutes left when when the Rams are down 10-3 and they're moving the ball down the field, that's not exciting. Like There was a game a handful of years ago that the Seattle beat Denver by like 40 fucking points. And then the same thing happened. Denver beat the piss out of the Panthers like a couple. So you mean to tell me you'd rather have, and I'm not saying you Seth, but like in general, you'd rather see 42 to seven than three zero. Like, no, you wouldn't. You had a close game, and it doesn't matter what the score is if it's close. That's what I think. I
1: yeah, I, I think I think part of it, though, is we have been spoiled the last, like, five years to Super Bowls, where it's down to the last possession, where it's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was done with, like, a minute and a half left because of a missed field goal. You mm-hmm. know, like, that. that is much more underwhelming. If you're comparing it to the last five, six field, uh, Super Bowls, this game, I mean, if you're comparing it, it's not as good as those other ones. So... Mm-hmm. That's that's where I play devil's advocate. There for me though, again, this felt like a normal for me. It felt like a normal Sunday football. It didn't feel special like a Super Bowl does. Like even if you looked at those players until until the the last until you know the, they the Patriots won the Super Bowl, I didn't really see much excitement out of anyone. It was just it just seemed like a normal Sunday, which you could say is good coaching, or you could just say you know no one cared. I don't know what you know. I don't know what the case would be. Uh, so to your point about the defenses and all that, I would agree with that. Um, about halfway through the second quarter on that's what uh, the, the, through the first quarter and f- first quarter and a half, there's a lot of missed throws, um, between both quarterbacks, not just golf, but Brady, there's a very, it was very sloppy and just not crisp play by either team. So the first quarter and a half was very just like gross <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't a good game, um, uh, to that point once the defenses kicked in and even the offenses started playing a little bit better too, there was more completed passes. It just drives would stall at a certain point uh, mm. because of the defenses. That's when I would, that's when I would say the defenses really played well. And, and that's when the, that's when the coaching back and forth was, was, was interesting to watch. And, and honestly, at that point, it wasn't even about missed throws. It was just, they couldn't, there was nowhere to throw to, they had to throw it away or whatever the yeah. case may be. But the first quarter and a half, there was a lot of missed throws by both quarterbacks. Your Edelman comment. That one I still think is up in the air. He has this. I think the second most catches. Which I mean, again, he's been in how many playoff games? But he has the second most catches behind Jerry Rice in a in a postseason, uh, in in the postseason total like ever, which is pretty awesome. Honestly, he's he has had more. He's had a longer career than someone like Wes Welker <laughs> had. Um, and he's Wes Welker's not a Hall of Famer either. No, but he might be someday. Who knows? He's now an offensive assistant with the Texans. No, but Julian Edelman, he's still going to play a few more years. Um, he He's very reliable. He rarely drops passes. He's multiple times Super Bowl winning a wide receiver, and now he's a Super Bowl MVP. I think, I think he deserves to be in that discussion for sure. Todd Gurley, that's a weird one. I've heard a lot about that. So there's two theories that are going on about Todd Gurley. One is that he has been hurt since week 16 or whatever, but he came in against Dallas and played really well, so that mm-hmm. doesn't quite hold up. But if he has been hurt... Rams could be facing some serious fines if they, if didn't, they didn't report, report it. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so there is potentially that that they that he's been hurt, but they didn't report it because they didn't want to face the fines. So there's also, um, and it sounds like this is a much stronger rumor that him and McVeigh have been at odds recently, and this is a dis- disciplinary thing. Disciplinary thing. So we'll see how that goes <laughs> in the, ne- the ne- in the coming months if more stuff comes out. Apparently, team reporters have have noted that there's been some interesting discussions between those two in the locker room. So we'll, we'll see about that.
0: I would I would believe that if you're if you ask me, Cody, pick between these guys, one of them leaves tomorrow. I would pick McVeigh a hundred times out of a hundred. You can replace a running back. Um, mm-hmm. In oh, fact, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of teams that would want to trade for Todd Gurley, and I bet one of them is in Pittsburgh. So yeah. if uh, the Rams need another superstar running back who they're paying too much. You know, there's an option. But uh, I think that it's weird. I don't know that he would have won the game, but it's weird that they didn't go to that. You know, especially mm-hmm. when they're struggling, why, why don't you go to that? That's, that's the weird thing. And I don't know. I mean, people said the same thing about Belichick last year with Malcolm Butler, and, you know, and they lost, and he had to deal with the same question. So I, I don't know. It could go any number of ways. Now, the next obvious question is, are the Rams going to be back in this situation I don't know. I think that they will, but they have a lot of players who are um, flirting with free agency. They don't have a ton of cap space, so it's going to be interesting to see who they even, can keep.
1: Or, or even retirement. You know, some of these guys are getting old.
0: Yeah, some guys Wh- might retire. Whitworth
1: and yeah. Tlaib, potentially. Tlaib's getting up there. He got, I mean, he got schooled by, by Edelman. <laughs> he got worked. <laughs> the, the, that was. Super- yeah. yeah,
0: that was the thing. They, they weren't leaving him open, <laughs> but they were leaving him one on one. And yeah. that was where he just roasted leave, and it was embarrassing. They, Tony Romo made fun of him a lot about it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where they what they do. I think Wade Phillips got a lot of respect, um, and his his scheme I think was really good. Yeah. But it's so impossible to be able to tell if a team is going to be able to be back next year. There's so many variables.
1: Yeah, especially with the Rams because they do. You know, Sue was on a one-year deal. Talib's on a short deal. He's getting old. Whitworth is potentially going to retire. Fowler. Yeah, one year. uh,
0: Littleton could become a free agent. There's a number of guys. But what I will say is the offense is still intact, other than the line. Roger Saffold, who was one of their guards, he could end up leaving. I think he's an unrestricted free agent. Um, But they have Woods coming back. They have Cooks coming back. They're going to get Cooper Cup back. Um, he got a lot of mentions during the game. And then Gurley, you know, who fucking knows. The, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it, of course, I want to say they'll be back for sure. And I think during the tenure of Sean McVay and Jared Goff, I think they will.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, over time, I think those guys are too good. I think, I think Jared Goff is going to have an outstanding NFL career. This is a shame that his, his game didn't go very well. But he got beat, you know. And what he showed me, and you mentioned how the players didn't seem to get very big up and emotional during the game. I love that out of Jared Goff. And that's Brady too. Like, yeah. if you can show me a guy who's calm, who's not getting frustrated, he's not throwing his helmet around, he's not yelling at guys, that's what I want in the Super Bowl, especially when you're struggling. So, I, I all everything Goff showed me this year makes me fully believe in him as a franchise quarterback. So that that was one positive takeaway.
1: Yeah, that that's what I was going to say too is is that them being here at this point is good. Um, Even yeah. though know they lost, they didn't get blown out. They played other than, I mean like you said, the defense played well, but they they played a solid game throughout. And uh, this is just experience, you know. That that team is old in some areas, but very young in, in some pretty crucial areas. And especially one of them is coaching. McVeigh mm-hmm. is thirty four years old, whatever. He hasn't even been in that spot, let alone not like head coach, but like any form of coaching, he's never been there. Mm-hmm. You know, so. For him to have gotten there at this point, he he has experience now. Goff has experience now. He's gonna um even though Goff didn't really show it, he's not that type of guy anyway. Goff's not like your, you know, rah rah guy. <laughs> you know, he he had nerves in those first the first quarter. Even Brady did had, yeah. had nerves, you know. So um but he the you know, the experience will be key. And for them it, you know, if they I, I believe they'll get back there at some point too. They're too talented. Um, and, and young enough in a lot of areas that, uh, that they'll get back there eventually. And, and McVay, I mean, he's a genius, um, as a coach, as an offensive mind, he's a genius. So, uh, they're going to get back there at some point when maybe next season, maybe not until they have to do some sort of rebuild or something, I don't know. But, uh, I think the core of that team is, is, is intact for now. And they're going to, they're going to be one of those teams for a while. That's in, at least in the conversation,
0: I would agree with you and, Let's talk about the Patriots briefly. I think this one, there have been sexier and louder and cooler wins for them. But I think what this one hammers home, really, is that Belichick is the best coach, probably, definitely in football, on any level, Mm -hmm. and probably in any sport ever. Like, what he went, he, they won that game before they took the field. Like, when you take all the talent on the Rams, especially on the offense, and completely neutralize it, like they took account for everything they shut down every part of the rams offense for almost that entire game and that's nearly impossible to do like in any other in any sport including football you can get beat by a good talented player patrick mahomes can can throw his way around a great defense right and can and Ty- tyree hill can run past your scheme right mm-hmm. Brady and, and – or not Brady, but Belichick showed in the AFC championship game, he can still scheme around that, of those, those oh, things yeah. that are impossible to scheme around. Did the same thing against the Rams here. Belichick is by far the best coach ever, and anyone who's going to start to argue with it doesn't deserve to speak at all. And mm-hmm. I think this even – you know, people are going to – people, some people, idiots – are saying that Brady's <laughs> Brady's legacy is sort of like not as good because of this game because he didn't he wasn't the guy that won it. But like he made all the throws, right? Yep. He did have the one interception, but he still calmly took him down the field in the fourth quarter and won the game. And yep. he still is he he won. He beat the holy shit by 40 points out of the Chargers in that game by roasting them. He mm-hmm. totally overloaded the Kansas City Chiefs offense in the championship mm-hmm. game and in this one he had the fortitude and the the presence of mind to stick to the short throws take what the defense gave him not get too excited and try to huck it downfield like Goff did at the end that was a young person mistake mm-hmm. and um take what they gave him and not force anything and eventually took his shot to gronk and won the game like yep. this this is brady winning ugly and greatness wins ugly. That's what you have yep. to do. And for me, I'm even more on, Brady. like, I'm even more on Brady now than I was a week ago. And that might surprise mm-hmm. some folks. He just beat my Rams, and it made me very sad. But um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'll tell anybody that Brady's the best ever, and it's not close.
1: I want Brady to be in the Super Bowl uh, or just in the playoffs forever because we get some really awesome Instagram posts with him and Gronk. <laughs>
0: oh my god! Him and Gronk are the best.
1: He had he had another one. I can't remember what song it was this time. Um, I'll forever associate though "Bad Boys" that, mm-hmm. the "Bad Boy" song with those two because of that. After they won that game with such confidence against the Chiefs, uh, but yeah, this this one too. They they uh, they had another good one. Yeah, no, Brady Brady's the best of all time. Belichick's the best of all time. I have a prediction. Mark it down now. Record episode eighty of the SoCo Show. Play this back. Uh, 'Cause this is gonna this is gonna be over time. So next year, Patriots have another classic Patriots year, twelve and four, eleven and five, whatever, win the division, but they do not make it to the Super Bowl next year. Wherever they lose out, they do not make it to Super Bowl. The year after they have an amazing year. Tom Brady looks great, whatever. They win the Super Bowl, that's when he retires.
0: Two years, you're calling it.
1: Yep. Could be he's gonna go out. He's gonna go out on a top on top in a classic game. Uh, he'll be what like 44, 45, something like that. Yeah. Um, he said he's gonna play till he's forty five. Um, I think people are gonna start doubting him next year. He's gonna come out the year after the bet one of the best years he's had, win the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, go out on top, and that's how it's gonna happen.
0: It's gonna be. I I will agree with your. I will agree with your prognostication on one simple thing. I think they get one more, whether it's yeah. next year oh, or two sure. years from now, three years from now. I don't think they're done. I think they get one more before they're done.
1: Oh, yeah. They have to because they're breaking the record. They're going to get seven. And seven, seven, not only just seven championships as a franchise, which is insane, but seven championships in like a 20 it would be 21 year span, if I'm mm-hmm. correct, with the same quarterback, same head coach. That'll never be done again. Nope. And. For them to break, I know Brady wants to break the record. There's, you know, that's, it's him. He wants to do it. So um, I think, I think that's, what's going to happen. He's going to go out on top. The other, other thing too, is like going into this game, I completely, honestly, not, not even just because I, uh, I know you're a Rams fan and and all that stuff. Like I never honestly once thought the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. (laughs) I (laughs) thought the Patriots were going to win it the entire time and it's not it's not a testament to the rams because i know the rams are a really good team i got to see them in, in person this year um even though those close score uh they dominated the vikings that game i i i just knowing the patriots knowing they came off a loss last year knowing the greatness they have on that team and the way they came off of that the afc championship game i was like there's no way they lose this game there's not a chance in hell they lose this game mm-hmm. and Watching that game, I was like, it was, it, after the you know the first quarter when it was you know Tom Brady through the prick and all that stuff, once they got the running game going a little bit and and kind of just felt in control, even though there was a bunch of punts and everything, they just felt in control. Um, I was like, okay, yep, Patriots are gonna win this game. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it. I just said from the second they won that championship game, I just knew they they were gonna win that cha- win, win the Super Bowl.
0: Even me, when I was getting my gaudy amount of Rams shit into my living room uh, to watch the game, I wasn't excited for the game. I was nervous to watch it. Like, I think I knew on some level. And uh, like I said, there are 30 teams in the NFL I would actively root for the Patriots against. Um, I had the the misfortune, the incredible misfortune of having to root against the one that was playing in the Super Bowl against them. So yeah it was a weird day it was but it was but uh, you know my love for brady is as strong as ever so for those who were concerned uh me and him are still boys don't worry
1: so next year when it's the vikings and the chiefs in the super bowl and the vikings win they don't have to play the the, play the play the patriots so that'll be good jesus
0: (laughs) i i will finish i will finish by saying only this Chiefs fans and Saints fans, shut the fuck up. Like, you can't just say, it would have been a better game if my team got in. Just shut up. You'd, if you had won, then we would have gotten to see that game. So Shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, let's move on from sports. I'm sick of talking about that game. But uh, let's get into some, we're going to, this usually appears later in the show, but we've moved it up this time. We're going to get into high-co-theticals. What you want? What you want? want? And what's it gonna do? Tell me what you wanna do?
1: Hypothetically <laughs> speaking. Hypothetical time. Uh last week we talked about uh Dr. Sleep coming to theaters uh mm-hmm. in November. Yes. And so of course everyone knows, not everyone knows, I guess, but a lot of people know that's a Stephen King uh book that'll be adapted into a movie. Uh a couple years ago we had It, as uh, an adapted movie, we both love that movie, right? Oh yeah, um, scary in some points, not super you know terrifying, but uh, we think that the chap- that chapter two will be pretty terrifying. So the hypothetical this week is you can star in it chapter two. so you'll be you'll become like the breakout star um, and you'll become very successful in Hollywood. but you are haunted for the rest of your life by the actual it monster whenever you're alone. What? So whenever you're, so it's the actual monster. That's why you're such a good actor in the movie because it's actually scaring <laughs> you. It's real. Yeah.
0: Can it kill so me, like, or can it just scare me?
1: It can't. It won't kill you, but it'll terrify you. Um, whenever you're alone, because it's your worst fears. Whatever you know, the it monster is actually you know it's your worst fear at all times. So whenever you're alone, so you're in your bathroom uh, taking a crap, there there's there's the it monster <laughs> scaring the shit out of you. Literally, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're brushing your teeth. <laughs> you're sleeping. It's in your it's in your dreams. It's whenever you're alone. It's it's scaring you, and it's like legitimately terrifying. Like you you don't know it can kill you. It I don't can't know kill it can't.
0: You. Yeah, exactly. Um, wow. There's would a you lot. Do it? There's a lot I would do for fame, Seth, and there's not much I wouldn't do for fame. I couldn't do this at all so no no i couldn't i don't care how famous you make me because i i already like my like it's well documented it's well documented that like snakes and spiders scare the shit out of me right everyone knows that but like i am afraid already of being alone like that's a real fear of mine (laughs) and now i would have a real legit reason to be afraid besides just anxiety i would have a real reason to be afraid of being alone and what if... if, if people think i'm clingy now holy shit
1: I was gonna say like can you pay like what if you just paid a bunch of hookers all the time to be in your room to watch mm. you take craps
0: <laughs> I mean I guess I could but then I'm that weird guy that does that and I can't explain old, why I can't then I would tell people there's a monster and they're like then I never then old, I'm not famous anymore
1: and then like also when you're sleeping it's there too so like you can't unless you like just took massive amounts of cocaine <laughs> or meth or something
0: <laughs> that's what I that would ruin my life I would already, I already like, I already deal with some anxiety and that would be fucking horrible. I couldn't do it. (laughs) I couldn't do it. I would be so wound up all the time. I wouldn't have time to enjoy my fame. um, And that would be terrible because the it monster knows he knows what's, what's fucking scary. I'd, I'd learn some shit about myself that I didn't already realize was scaring me. If I could star as Mike Hanlon and it though, uh, short of having the actual it monster chase me around, there's, there's a lot of, there's not a lot I wouldn't do to do that. Um, but you found one of the few things that, that I couldn't, this is one I can't take the hit for. Most of the time on these, you'll find I'll take the fame for whatever the fucking, you know, <laughs> take one of my legs off or I can't have boners or whatever. Like uh, this one, though, no, I couldn't, I, my mental health would be fucking horrible. I couldn't do it. That's, and now you give me the heebs just thinking about, just thinking about, that, and I'm alone in my apartment, of course, now. So <laughs> if you hear me scream and then footsteps running away, you'll, something happened.
1: <laughs> Hi, Cody. What a bloom?
0: Mm-hmm. What you want? What you want? What you gonna do? And hey, what you gonna do? Tell me, what you wanna do. Hypothetically uh, speaking, that was a not not to be forgotten. That was a pretty good Pennywise impression. Uh, the scars, of course, <laughs> that was that was pretty good. Yeah. I'm assuming you were drooling all over your microphone when you said it.
1: Oh, that's that's a given. I'm o- I'm always drooling. <laughs>
0: I'm always drooling. That might be our That's or, a title. That might be our show title. <laughs> <laughs> That's my secret Tony. I'm always drooling.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I want to take I want to do a YouTube series where you take all like weird lines or like great like classic lines and you just put drool in their mouths <laughs> when oh. they're when they're saying.
0: God, that sounds fucking awful.
1: I'm always angry.
0: <laughs> okay let well, you could post it every week on Sunday, and it could be called Sunday Drool. Yeah, be Sunday good. Saliva. Sunday Saliva. Oh God, I don't even want to. Th- now my mouth is salivating because we're talking about it, and I don't <laughs> like it. It's making it feel really gross. Uh,
1: I could also alternate on some Sundays and have um have uh, Saliva the band play. Click, click, boom. Ooh, I actually, like could that. put th- could put that behind the drooling scenes. So like they start drool- like they say the line like I'm always I'm always angry and then click click boom and I
0: could do a hard zoom into their mouth on a freeze frame <laughs> <laughs> click click boom I think we should make this happen stay tuned for Soco presents Saliva Sundays which we're gonna you know we're gonna have to get Lou Holtz in there
1: we oh, have man. to get Lou
0: Holtz to host <laughs> here hold on a second let me see if I can sports with Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz presents Silco Lou Holtz and Silco show present Saliva Sundays. Don't forget to tune in. (laughs) Lots of shows coming up. (laughs) Oh my God. Always good when we can fit Lou in. Sports. With Lou Holtz. That was destiny. We didn't plan or write or even think about including Lou Holtz in this show, but he found his way in because he knew that it was an important episode. Shout out to Lou Holtz.
1: Yeah, Lou Holt's always finding his way in.
0: He always does. He'll find his way into your mouth, too, if you're not careful.
1: Mm, me, mm. too.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Let's jump forward to TV news.
1: That's what she said.
0: TV. Kind of a lot of TV news here. Um, we got a few things renewed. It is It is uh, early, but but it is renewed season. Um, but first of all, the thing I most want to talk about was a teaser that I didn't know was coming during the uh, Super Bowl. And we got our first sort of, um, not really a teaser or anything, but our first acknowledgement of The Twilight Zone, which is going to be returning on CBS All Access and is going to be hosted by Jordan Peele. And had a really cool little promo during the big game, uh, which was interesting. But we also found out that the first few episodes, I think the first four, are going to be released in April on CBS All Access. So I, for one, am super charged up. I love The Twilight Zone. I still occasionally watch some of the older episodes. Seth, we're gonna we're gonna get into a couple at least one other thing that's releasing on CBS All Access. But for for just the Twilight Zone, would you be interested in, in getting all access to watch the Twilight Zone specifically? No. <laughs> not interested in the Twilight Zone or not interested in paying extra for CBS?
1: Both. Um Yeah, I mean, like, Twilight Zone has I know it's like a classic thing, but I think that's kind of, I can already watch that and what I already pay for. Uh, it's called uh, Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't really need Twilight Zone right now. Um, and my, I mean, It's cool Jordan Peele's attached to it, but I don't know how much he's involved creatively. I know he's just, you know, he's kind of the, the talking piece to it. I, I don't know. Twilight Zone's not really my thing anyway, so I'm not too keen on it. Well, you suck.
0: Uh, let's talk about let's talk about a bunch of crap that you are keen on (laughs) we got some uh, we got some renewals and basically the CW renewed fucking everything the the entire Arrowverse and most of their shows um, so what Supergirl Legends of Tomorrow uh, The Flash Arrow uh, Black Lightning got renewed Riverdale uh, if it's on if it's on the CW it got renewed
1: You're forgetting uh, forgetting season 94 of Supernatural. That got renewed, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Don't forget Supernatural. I know there's a few fans that are listeners of the show uh, that like to watch Supernatural. So uh, that said, so CW basically bringing everything back. Anything, do any of those, especially the uh, Arrowverse stuff, uh, is any of that a surprise to you, or were you expecting to see at least one more season of everything?
1: And to be fair about your crap comment, I don't pay for that crap, okay? I just watch it. (laughs) I am... Slightly surprised at Arrow, just because it's season eight, and I don't know where else they can go from here. It's going to be season
0: eight, or or it's going to be season
1: nine. It's going to be season eight. Holy Um, shit, that's a lot. This season is still uh, the last few seasons have been good, and this one's actually still good. This one's holding my attention. Um, They're not doing the, they don't do any metahuman type stuff, and they're flashing into the future, which is kind of fun. Um, So they're they're doing enough to shake it up, where it's not you know the same thing. That being said, though, I just have no clue where they're going to go other than to go further in the future, maybe? I don't know. The rest of them, like, I mean, I don't really care for Supergirl. Flash has been kind of boring. I love Legends still, although it's kind of gone down a little bit. Don't watch Black Lightning. Like, I'm not surprised that all these got renewed, but I'm also, like, still kind of slightly, like, eyebrow raised to, you know, like, like, at least Arrow for how long it's been on. But they did set up for the the crisis on infinite earths crossover which is like a huge comic book thing um so i i kind of figured when they when they teased that that it, that they'd all come back at least in some form i'm excited for that because that's going to be really cool They're, they included a bunch of heroes in the last one um so the uh, ones that aren't haven't been in you know the shows so i'm excited to see what they do with the next one maybe a little maybe a little batman will show up in this one i don't know hmm. but uh but no, it'll be it'll be fun to see that and maybe this'll be it. I said this like two seasons ago, like, oh, the next one will be the last one. Yeah. <laughs> for at least for Arrow and it's gone on. Again, still not bad quality, but uh it's uh it's interesting to see how far it's gonna go.
0: Is any part of you like, God damn it, I still have five hours of TV to watch?
1: Yes. A hundred percent yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is again, in in case you're questioning Seth's uh commitment to this show, he's watching all that stuff so that he can report about it to you. Uh, another show that I think is probably in that same vein for you is the walking dead. And we found out that they're not quite done yet either.
1: And season 10, again, uh, this last season up until the the mid season finale has been, has actually been more entertaining. I've enjoyed it more, at least with the the last few episodes have been better um, after Rick left, which is kind of weird, but I just kind of got tired of his thing. Um, They flash, they jumped forward. So it made it kind of interesting there it's it is kind of getting hard to to keep with it just because it's been going on for so long and it does feel like it's dragging a little bit but maybe they'll change it up again um keep it interesting and fresh i don't know who they're going to have on this show because all these people keep leaving there's no way denai carrera who plays michonne is going to be on that show for much longer because her hollywood career is starting to to uh, ramp up i know she's going to be in is she going to be in the dune movie
0: I think so. I think I did hear that.
1: Yeah. So she's going to, she's like, she signed on for like two or three movies. No way that she continues on. Um, it's pretty much going to be uh, D- Daryl's holding onto the ship. Uh, fucking Norman Reedus. He's going to be on, he's holding onto the ship in, for dear life. And that's pretty much about Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Maybe he'll still be on it. Well, I'll watch it. I got to see how it ends, but I know like the, the, the comics. Um, I think they're starting to ramp down a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. It's, it'll be uh be interesting to see where they go
0: yeah there's not much left of that original cast uh, i think daryl might be the only one now but daryl they've got uh yeah i don't know i mean it's it's kind of impressive almost to see them kind of con- continue to roll on but i know you and i are more fans of the breaking bad method of ending on top and with good ratings yep. and with a good kind of story finish so i don't know we'll see but uh Noah <laughs> your load is not getting any lighter going into next year as of yet so <laughs> We'll keep an eye on that stuff. Uh, Robert Kirkman is the original creator of Walking Dead, and he's created a few other things as well. Uh, He has a contract now with Amazon to uh, produce content, and we have, I think, the first of his new series uh, has been announced. Uh, He's got a comic called Invincible, which is apparently about a young guy who is a superhero whose dad is also a big-time superhero, and he's trying to kind of live outside of his dad's shadow is what uh, the quick synopsis that I read was and uh, the main character the younger guy is going to be played by Steven Yan who was in The Walking Dead he was Glenn and then JK Simmons is going to voice Glenn. his dad which when I first was reading this um synopsis I didn't realize that it's going to be an animated show and I was I was like JK Simmons is going to be Steven Yeun's dad? Like, that's an interesting cast. <laughs> uh, and then I saw that they're just voices, so it actually does make sense. Uh, the rest of this cast, though, is pretty awesome. And I'm not really... You know, I wasn't on the market for a new animated superhero show on Amazon Prime. Um, but let me pull up the cast here, and I'll tell you some of the other talent that's in this because it is pretty impressive. Steven Yeun, uh, J.K. Simmons, Sandra Oh, Mark Hamill, Seth Rogen, who I believe is also going to produce... Um, And maybe direct some, Gillian Jacobs, Walton Goggins, Jason Mantzoukas, Mae Whitman, um, and then there's some other people whose names are a little bit less recognizable. But there's a shitload of people in this, and it is just voices um, because it's an animated show. Uh, It looks like it's going to be premiering on Amazon Video next year, in 2020. So Seth, if this came out tomorrow, uh, animated Invincible with those stars, are you going to start watching that on Amazon Prime, or what do you think?
1: Maybe. I don't know. Um, sounds interesting. I'm not a huge animated person, but uh, maybe. It would depend on how it gets reviewed, to be honest. That's kind of how I watch most things nowadays in terms of TV, because there's just so much shit to watch. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting premise, but uh, you know, it's not something I would click on automatically.
0: Yeah, it's the same for me. I'm going to need for someone to tell me it's awesome before I'm plugging into this one. Um, but it, it is intriguing. I'll give it that. Another intriguing property. I know you've listened to a portion of this book on Audible. Uh, the Stand is a total epic by Stephen King. It is about a million hours long if you listen to the audiobook. book. Uh, most regular humans can't carry this book in print form. It's so fucking big. But The Stand is a, a big, sprawling story. It's got a little post-apocalypse, I think, vibe to it. And there is a series in the world that is going to be on CBS all access. So we talked about all access a bit ago with the twilight zone. So Seth, you have a different perspective. I have not read any of the stand, but you have seen some of it or listened to a portion of it. I don't, I don't know how you finished it, Um, (laughs) but based on your experience with that book, are you excited to potentially see a series?
1: Well, let's just say I I listened to about like nine to 10 hours of it and still wasn't into um, really what felt like was realistically like the first chapter of a book. Um, (laughs) Not that it was bad. I was interested, but it's just like, I can't listen to this for this much long. It's like a 42-hour audiobook. It's mm-hmm. nuts. It's very long. I know they tried making a mini series out of it at one point, too, or they did make a miniseries, and it wasn't good. People didn't like it. I think now we're in an age where, and this was like in the 80s, I think, when they did this. I think we're now in an age where it could work just because of the way television's made now. Um, that being said, again, it's one of those things where it's like, I like the story. I like everything involved. It sounds cool. You know, I have a background with a lot of it, but I, it would have to be something good for me to, especially for me to spend my money on CBS all access. Uh, I'm personally uh, uh, against CBS and their all access ways because now they're putting like shows that just aired recently on the all access and that's, they don't really have an app anymore. It's just like, you have to buy our shit Mm. (laughs) to see it. But uh, if it's good maybe i will like i do that for stars um yeah i, I watch counterpart on stars and i pay five dollars a month to watch that you know I'll, maybe if the stand is good uh, maybe i'll pay the 99 a month for a few months to watch that i don't know it just it just all depends um this one i'd lean more towards to rather than like the invincible thing just because i have a little bit of a background and know what the stand is and and know a little bit of the characters and things like that they i think they might need to update some of the stuff because it did take place in the because the original book took place in the, I think the, ooh, I don't remember now. Cause I, I read the, I read the, there was like a re-released version where he kind of updated a few things and took place in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, it, again, it was good. I enjoyed it. But it was just one of those things where it's like, ugh, it's 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 very long. It's going to be hard to get into. It's going to be very hard to put all that into a show too. So, I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah, for me, I, I really like, I mean, if it's King, then I'll watch it. So, I'll find a way to get get the uh, the stand and watch that. I'm of course very excited Ooh. about the Twilight Zone, so I think I am gonna get end up getting CBS All Access. Also interested in seeing the Star Trek. stuff. I'll take
1: your password as well.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll share my pass. I was that's why I asked you first because I was gonna take your password if you were gonna get it, but it sounds like you're not. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Star Trek, I wanted to give a quick shout out to the Orville, which is a show on Fox, uh, created by Seth MacFarlane and starring him. And it's basically Star Trek, is what it is. And it's got kind of Seth MacFarlane humor. Um, but it's not... I wouldn't say that it's like fully a comedy. It, it really just feels like Star Trek to me. Um, where, you know, it's a little bit dramatic, but then there's some comedic relief in it. But really, they're exploring. They're meeting new aliens all the time. You know, pretty um, formulaic story each week. You know, different combinations of the cast. Um, I... I I've been watching it recently. I'm about eight or nine episodes into season one, and I would give it a recommendation for the show that you kind of just always have. You know, like most people are kind of constantly watching The Office. Um, the Orville has kind of become my—I have an hour to kill over my lunch break. I'll throw on, you know, I'll throw on an episode of The Orville and watch it. It's—it's it's not so heady that it's going to command your full attention or anything like that. But I think it's just a good, solid. And I rarely watch hour-long shows, but it's just a good, solid show. It's pretty funny. It's got some. It's got some emotion in it. It's just good enough to be like your. I got an hour to kill. Show that. That's the recommendation I would give to it. Seth, I know you tried the Orville and, and weren't really as much into it, um, but it, it it landed with me a little more. So I, I would recommend it to some folks out there.
1: Well, if it's an hour long. What the hell are you doing not watching Maisel? If you are you can watch this show, but you can't watch Maisel?
0: Because I feel, and I am still, I'm working very slowly through Marvelous Maisel, because I feel like it, it commands my attention. Like, I've got to be sitting down doing nothing but watching that. Whereas with the Orville, I can be cleaning up, I can be doing dishes, I can be cooking. You know, that kind of stuff.
1: Well, fuck you.
0: <laughs> Quit doing your dishes and watch, <laughs> watch Mrs. Maisel. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well... Uh, I know you're passionate about Mrs. Maisel. Let's see if you're passionate about the se- series that you wrapped up over the weekend. Uh, we have two parts of this week's TV corner.
1: That's in my TV corner.
0: Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! So, Seth, we had two comedies, two Netflix comedies, over the weekend that you went barreling through on a That's on true. a cold on a cold weekend in Iowa. So. Uh, let's see here. I'm interested to see which one you like better out of these two, because I know in the past you've liked each of them. Um, And without uh, getting close to spoiling uh, what either of these might be, what do you got for us?
1: Yeah, so the first one um, was is a it's season two of um, a show that was kind of mixed the first season. I think I reviewed it, but it was before I started doing scores. Uh, It's Friends from College uh, season two, which is uh, really a star-studded cast, uh, in terms of like talent, uh, not really star-studded, but very talent filled cast, uh, Keegan-Michael Key, um, Robin Sparkles, <laughs> I always call her that, uh, Colby Smolders. um, I know Nat Faxon, uh, I know a lot of people don't know who he is, but he was on Ben and Kate, he also, I don't what know if you know this, area? he's, uh, he's hilarious, he's, uh, he's an Oscar winning writer as well.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Did you know that? No, what um, you you? Um He co- He co-wrote The Descendants with Jim Rash from Community. They both wrote that movie together.
0: That's hilarious because there's a, you know, Honest Trailers? Yeah. They did one for um, Wolf of Wall Street, which is my favorite one. And they're talking Mm -hmm. about how at the time DiCaprio didn't have an Oscar. And they were like, here's a list of people that do have Oscars. And they were like, Three, Six Mafia, Jennifer Hudson, the dean from Community. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it must have been that I think I've seen that
1: one. Yeah, no, it is that one. That's the only one they've won. They've written a few movies together. They're apparently like good friends from uh, from college or something. Which is, I didn't mean that, but um, <laughs> no. So yeah, the, those are the. I mean, Fred Savage as well. Fred Savage, there we go. Billy Eichner, too. There we go. Love him. Boom. I remember them all. Not all of them. Oh, but Sarah Jacobson. Yes, she's in a few episodes. Uh, who's uh, Doctor Elliot Reed from? From Scrubs, which is, that's, that I always call her that because of uh, uh, Bob Kelso. <laughs>
0: Bob Kelso, that's how are you a, doing? <laughs> yeah.
1: But now I'm just like laughing about other shows.
0: There's a, um, I'm just looking through. They've got, they had Ike Barinholtz on once. They had I Kate McKinnon on season. once. They had Seth Rogen as a character named Party Dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I guess I got to watch. And Chris Elliott, I like him. Uh, anyway, You've go seen- on about the show.
1: You've seen, you saw the first season of Friends from College, didn't you? No, I didn't watch it. You didn't watch the first season?
0: No, I haven't seen it. It's been did. on my list for like two years.
1: So what I'll say, so the first season was, uh, it was kind of weird because it was more of a mix. It was more of a darkish comedy, like it, it's not like death or anything like that. But it's very, it's kind of depressing at times because these friends are like real shitty. Because you know, like you know, there's the dy- there's there's a the dynamic Friends from College have, where it's you know, it's like a weird kinda of shitty to each other, but then you always come back to each other type of thing. This the uh, season two is much more of a lighthearted thing. Now what's different with these this these friends from college is they're all kind of fucking each other. Nice. <laughs> you find that out in the first in, in the first season. This season's kind of the sec season two is kind of like the aftermath of all that happening. Without going into detail about it. Um so like I said, it, it's much more of a much more of a, a a funny they take a more lighthearted approach to it in the season. Um, there are some serious scenes at times and, and the actors who are in this show do a good job of, of portraying that, but especially Colby Smulders and Keegan, Michael Key they're they're kind of the, they're the main ones in the show. They kind of drive a lot of the story, story points in the show, but the, the supporting characters are, are really kind of the, the, where the show has a lot of the charm. So your Fred Savage, Fred Savage is pretty hilarious in the show. He's, uh, he's, he plays uh, the fiance to Billy Eichner. So they're they're kind of a fun dynamic together. Um, Billy Eichner's in this in the season a lot more than he was in the first season. Also, like I mentioned, Nat Faxon he he is absolutely hilarious in this show. Like this is his show uh, in terms of like the comedy. He's he every time he's on the screen he he drives all of the comedy home. He's he is so funny. Um, he even has a few emotional scenes too. But just his his all of his stuff is hilarious. They have this uh this friend named Marianne too. She's. I don't know the actress very well, but she uh, she's kind of like a one of the, like a dumber type person. Like she's she's smart, but she like plays kind of a, an aloof type character and and just very free willed and uh, innocent. And her and her and uh, the way that her and Nat Faxon interact is is, is really funny. It's just a, the, these characters now in season two, they they kind of know what they're doing with them all. And the way they interact differently with each other in different groups is is really interesting to watch. It's not the show isn't really groundbreaking by any means. Um, it's not really like your typical Friends type of show, um, but it's also not like it's honestly probably a good mix between like Friends, How I you Met Your Mother, and like Love almost <laughs> in terms of some of the stuff that happens there. Okay, um, but they do a good job of, of in the season at least of of writing these characters in in a way that makes sense with all of them, and 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 they they. Hit a good groove with it. What I would say overall, it's because it is like a dirty show. I mean, it's it's uh, you know it's definitely rated R, TVMA, whatever. Um, so it's not a, not a show necessarily for everyone. There there are some kind of weird stuff. <laughs> There's some weird stuff that happens in the show. Nothing like two out there, but just like maybe not something every everyone can handle. But um, I would recommend it to anyone who just who wants to. It's a half hour comedy, so you can sit down and watch it. Um, kind of like you mentioned with the Oroville. Sit down and watch it. um, You know, laugh, uh, especially the second season. You'll laugh a lot. There's some really funny things. So I'd recommend it for for majority of people, especially if you like shows like Friends, I Met Your Mother, that type of thing. It has a similar type of vibe with it uh, throughout. Um, I would give this season, Friends from College, mm, 4.4 affairs out of 5.
0: Ooh. Well, there you have it. Season 2 of Friends from College gets 4.4 affairs out of 5. And I know, Seth, for your second show, we had the the series finale of a Netflix staple over the last few years and a show that I know you've liked a lot over the years. So I'm interested to see how we wrap this one up.
1: Yeah. Unbreakable Kemi Schmidt, which I didn't uh, I I couldn't remember if it was the finale or not. And then the last episode happens and it's the the finale. (laughs) So so see, it was the second part It was like only six episodes. Um, The second part of the last season, season four. It's you know it's this one's going to be short because it's Kimmy Schmidt. It's uh, a lot of the same stuff um, that that that's happened. You know, by season four, you know you you know these characters. Uh, if you watched it. it, this this basic one, uh, Kimmy is uh, she works for this. There, there's some sort of internet company. It's like GizTube or something like that. Gross. And I've been on GizTube. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can't remember exactly. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember the exact name, but she is like an HR person there, and she's her. A lot of what she's trying to do is like use her. Now she has like more money and things like that, and she's she also wrote a book that's trying to teach little boys to not be pervs, essentially. <laughs> and so that's part of the show. I don't know. Like the show is so fucking random and weird, and it's it's one of those shows you you should be in an altered state to watch at times, just because nice. it's so fucking weird. I think the thing that I that I really enjoyed about the show towards the end, uh, the last like two like two seasons or so, has been a lot of like the inside inside jokes or like self aware jokes that they that they have. I mean, they reference they even reference the show in it in the show at times. Like they did, I know they did it in these last few episodes. They reference like other Netflix shows. They reference other like they reference some like NBC shows. They they reference like. Tina Fey show like they they it's kind of become like a cult a pop culture like just hodgepodge or random stuff um that being said though they do they do have like I mean there's there's a running there's a running arc throughout the show and and um again with this show especially they they do a good job of keeping the characters in their lanes and knowing exactly where they're at like the the relationship with with Kimmy and Titus um is is really well done and that that that's something like I cared for throughout the entire thing. Oh, I can't remember her name, but she's like the blonde crazy lady who owns the owns the building. <laughs> um, she she's she's always getting into weird hijinks, which is fun. If I'm if, in terms of the the whole thing, I mean it's 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 it is what it is. It, you know, if you like if you like the other the other seasons, you're gonna like this last one. Um, I did enjoy. The last few minutes of the show, um, like the last ten minutes of, of the the last episode, were finale esque, and I enjoyed how they wrapped everything up. So it was good the way they wrapped everything up. It just didn't feel like. That's why I was even questioning until like they did like a time jump at the end, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is a finale." <laughs> like so, it just it didn't feel like a finale season going into it. So that maybe felt like the. Even though I enjoyed the finale, it felt kind of rushed a little bit, but it's still again very funny. Um, you know, you'll if you know pop pop culture, you're going to get a lot of the jokes. I enjoyed how it wrapped up. It was fun. If you're a fan of the other ones, the other seasons, you'll you'll enjoy this. So, I'm going to give it uh <laughs> I'm going to give it it's just a solid 4.0 Giz Tubes out of 5.
0: <laughs> Sounds like my Friday night. The unbreak- please you're a
1: three out of five
0: no 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 it's hey i don't that's very mean i don't like that um, <laughs> the unbreakable kimmy schmidt uh series finale ends with season four on netflix check it out if you want four giz tubes uh out of five <laughs> i'm not gonna you really only last <laughs> all righty let's jump forward and talk about some more shows this week in mambo number five ladies and gentlemen this is mambo number five so we spent way too much time last week talking about The Masked Singer on uh, in whatever fucking channel it's on, and, and like way too much time, <laughs> and uh, it got us thinking, what are some actual good uh, competition and game shows out there? And so we decided we're going to count down some of our favorites, and I'm just, I think, Hold on a second. Oh, God.
1: So I, I, it is GizTube. It's G-I-Z-T-O-O-B. But if you type in GizTube with, like, like YouTube, uh-huh. um, the it's GizTube porn videos from the ePorner is the first one. And then the second one is MILF riding cock home.
0: <laughs> That's the GizTube I was thinking about.
1: So uh, I'm going to make sure that that goes in incognito mode from now on when I type in GizTube.
0: <laughs> you know, that reminds me, next week we're going to have a, uh, a segment that is going to be starting up. It's going to be Seth's TV porner, where he's going to be (laughs) reviewing all of his favorite videos from GizTube. (laughs) Uh, Where was I? Uh, Mambo number five. We're going to count down our favorite competition and game shows. Uh, So this should be fun. I already know what your number one is, Seth, uh, but let's have fun getting there.
1: Number five.
0: All right. I actually had a lot of fun with this list. Um, I don't watch a lot of these shows, but the ones I do watch, I very thoroughly enjoy. So... I started with number five. I started with number five, and this is a throwback. My five and four are throws the fuck back. I had number five as room raiders. You remember that?
1: It's not really a competition.
0: It's kind of a competition.
1: I don't know if it is.
0: Yeah, because you you know you can't uh, someone's got to win it. <laughs> I'm keeping it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> speaking of giz tube i'm keeping there's giz tubes all over the rooms in those there's places so
0: much giz and that was my favorite part of it because i was like 14 when room raiders was a big deal maybe and i remember watching a ton of it and every time they would go in there with black lights and see all the giz that was in these guys' rooms and then they wouldn't get picked because of all the and i was like i gotta be careful where i leave my giz in case in case someone In case someone comes and raids my room, I'm not going to get a date with the hot 21-year-old blonde that is always on this show.
1: What do you mean where you leave your giz? It's not like a fucking notebook that you forgot at school. Like, what?
0: Hey, man. Sometimes it is.
1: (laughs) All right. I'm not
0: going to explain that more thoroughly, no matter how much you ask. That was my number five. What's yours?
1: Oh, my God. I definitely went with more traditional things than fucking room raiders. Dude,
0: I loved room raiders. I was like, I don't need to explain myself. Room raiders.
1: Room Raiders. Um, my number five is uh, something I haven't watched in a while, but I definitely loved back in the day, uh, and it was Survivor. Survivor's Booty. Your Booty. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it for like ten seasons or so, which was like in like two year span because they put out a season every two months. But uh, I, I enjoyed it like I even watched. I think I watched the original season with like Richard Hatch, who was always fucking naked all the time. Um, my favorite player was I think they had Boston Rob who was a dickhead but he was good. I always liked the dickheads on these shows. Boston Rob and there's this guy named Russell who was like a huge dickhead. He was always like pissing people off. Um he never won it though. He played like two or three times. I haven't watched in a long time but I always enjoyed I enjoy the gameplay aspect of it. Um in terms of like the scheming and stuff like that. Um not not I didn't even really care about the surviving or the competitions. I just love the scheming. Um it was fun. It was fun to watch, uh, interesting to watch. And since then, I've actually listened to a, a podcast of Jeff, Jeff Probst where I've come to kind of respect some of that more because it is like like those guys out there doing like the camera and the sound and all that stuff. Yeah, they get food and, and you know, like actual food and stuff, but like they're, they're away from their families and shit like that. The production is insane, like what they have to go out there and kind of like invent and like they've come up with like several different camera, th- like camera styles and tricks that movies use now because they just had to come up with it in order to get a good shot. So it's really impressive what they kinda came up with uh just off of that show uh that's used today. So um it's kind of it's kind of a like a respect thing in that in that aspect. So Survivor's cool. That's an interesting show.
0: Okay. So I don't like Survivor, but since you were so up in ours about room raiders, and because I forgot that game shows were gonna be a part of this, because I have all competition shows I will, re- oh. I will replace Room Raiders with Jeopardy.
1: And okay. well, I will say Jeopardy is my number five. I would have kicked the can on that You would
0: have kicked the can. So we'll, we'll, yeah. my official list number five is not Room Raiders anymore. It's Jeopardy. And we'll come back to Jeopardy.
1: No, you got to keep Room Raiders. <laughs> number four.
0: Uh, you're going to laugh at this one. I was watching a lot of MTV in these days, uh, in the days when I watched this kind of show. And actually three out of my five are from MTV now that I think about it. <laughs> And my number four is one that I know you watched because it introduced us to... It didn't introduce us to Wilder Valderrama, but it made me love Wilder Valderrama because he always had a thousand dollars in cash monies. It's Yo Mama. <laughs> and this show... This is just show. Yo Mama. So Yo Mama, for folks who don't remember, is they would roll up into a town and they would round up a bunch of people completely organically and they would get them in a circle and they would basically just <laughs> diss the fuck out of each other and rip on each other's moms and the way they looked and shit. And then they had a, like a tournament style and eventually someone would win a thousand bucks in cash money. And it was fucking awesome. Like, there was so much great jokes on Joe Mama. Like, I remember one of them, there was this really black dude and this girl said to him, you're so black and your teeth are so yellow. You look like a Steelers helmet. <laughs> 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 There was just and then we you know you would listen to the disses and then you would go to school and use them on your pals and it was fucking sweet yo mama was a great i i would if they brought that back i would watch the fuck out of that today
1: do you think Wilmer we'll, we'll more would be the host again
0: i i don't see much else so i yeah i do
1: this is your show show mama say cash money
0: cash money <laughs> <laughs>
1: You sound like you're trying to do a Borat impression.
0: I know I don't sound like Wilder Alma. I know that.
1: You sound like a terrible Borat. My
0: wife wins cash money.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's amazing. I'm so glad you included your mama on this. Cash money.
0: I wrote my top three, and then I I thought for a long time about what, what we're going to be my next two, and I was like, "What are some competition?" Sh-? And then when Yo Mama hit me like a bolt of lightning, I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'll include Yo Mama."
1: Kishman,
0: I remember All being right. being a kid. I remember being like, "A thousand dollars is so much money. I wish I could win that." But that's totally like a bitch prize.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I mean for telling someone jokes about how ugly they are I oh mean, don't get
0: me wrong i would be fucking stoked if i won a thousand dollars in cash money but every other show <laughs> <laughs> every other show wins way more
1: god damn i was taking a drink during that <laughs> oh man that's good good stuff all right i did way more game shows than than competition shows my number four is wheel of fortune
0: yeah that's a good one
1: um yeah so this i mean it's classic not much to explain about it everyone knows a wheel of fortune is the reason i put it on there though is um i remember i have specific i haven't watched it in a long time but i have specific rem- memories of watching this like almost every day after school with my parents before dinner we'd watch it and so uh i don't know just, it has good memories uh it's always it's always fun to yell at people for being stupid when they don't know <laughs> <laughs> and uh we've gotten some good uh like entertainment out of it in you know these last few years because of like Different thing, moments that have happened on the show mm-hmm. uh, that have been like memed or whatever. The, the times where there might be some racial slurs, uh, people guess <laughs> racial slurs is always kind of funny.
0: That's a great South. <laughs> there's a great South Park episode around that. That is hysterical.
1: Yeah. Yep. No, but no Wheel of Fortune classic show. Good times.
0: I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Vanna White can get it. <laughs> that is all.
1: You know what they? You know what they win on that show, right?
0: Well, it depends. <laughs> sometimes you can win trips. Sometimes you can win cars, and sometimes you can win cash money.
1: <laughs> cash.
0: <laughs> it's sounding less like Wilder Valerama the more I do it.
1: Number three.
0: I loved American Gladiators when I was growing
1: up. Ooh, that's and a they good
0: had one. every. I think when I was watching it, it was always like old reruns because it seemed very like <laughs> late eighties, <80s, laughs> early nineties. Yeah. You know.
1: Well, they brought it back.
0: Yeah, and then they brought it back with, like, the... Was it the... No, it was Hulk Hogan and um, Muhammad Ali's <laughs> yeah. daughter, and it was awful. Yeah. It was so yeah. bad, because Hulk's like, hey, brother, you could be on my tag team anytime. And I was like, shut the fuck up, Hulk Hogan. I want to watch this skinny guy get beat up by this world-class athlete, because that's effectively what American Gladiators is. <laughs> it's like, try to get past an NFL linebacker without dying, and you can win <laughs> some money. And I always wanted to do the the jungle gyms and the obstacle courses and stuff, and and it was sweet. I loved America. I prefer, way prefer the older version. Also, because they had more risky tights <laughs> on that one. So <laughs> they'd have like those nut-hugging uh, yeah, see, singlets that they had.
1: See a few moose knuckles when you're watching those back in the day.
0: <laughs> and they had like the spaghetti straps. And they were all just yeah. totally juiced like Dolph Lundgren <laughs> and Rocky Four looking guys. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I, loved, I loved American Gladiators. It was awesome. And they had an um, announcer that got really stoked about everything. Mike, Mike Adamley.
1: Mike Adamley. <laughs> that guy is the least charismatic person I've ever heard. He's just like, hi, I'm Mike Adamley. <laughs> he's just like.
0: <laughs> he was awesome on so the show, boring. though. He'd be like, I'm Mike Adamley. This is America Gladiators. And then they had Larry Zonka. And they, yeah. they, would, they would bring on his. He would have an instant replay. And it was called the Zonka Strader. And, it was, and he would draw on it. He'd be like, this is yeah. where the guy got punched in his fucking balls. And he would yeah. circle. It. Oh, man. It was, I loved it.
1: So we have a so, you, so we have a Wilder Val, Valderrama impression and a Hulk Hogan impression from you tonight. So. I, hey,
0: I'm on a roll, man. I'm doing everything.
1: Cash money.
0: A thousand dollars in cash money, brother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number three is the kick kick the can from earlier. It's Jeopardy. Uh, yep. I mean, what else is there to say about Jeopardy than uh, you know mm-hmm. Alex Trebek is a god and uh, he can get it. You know the answer. They answer, <laughs> gross, <laughs> and they uh, answer questions. That's about it. No, it's just it's just a fun, it's fun to watch with, like, friends and, mm-hmm. like, try and answer questions and, and all that stuff, but it's classic, classic game show. Next.
0: The fun thing about Jeopardy, though, it was never about who was on TV. It was always about who's the smartest person in the room with you watching it. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, that's what I liked about it.
1: Number two.
0: One of the very few shows like this that I watched religiously every week when it was on at the time it was on was America's best dance crew. I Mm. was so fucking into America's best dance crew for most of it. In fact, uh, the winners of one of the seasons, I am me. I got to meet them and hang out with them and it was fucking amazing. And, uh, America's best dance crew gave us the Jabba which is awesome. I got to see them in Vegas. Uh, I'm a big hip hop dance doer and watcher and just, I love the culture. And, Dance crew did it really well. the The thing about it that frustrated me was they would they kept changing the camera angles so you couldn't see the choreography, uh, which was frustrating. But they had like J C Shazay and Lil Lil Mama was on there, and then oh. they had uh, Mario Lopez was the the host, and they just had a decent little pretty tight a show, and he got to watch a lot of cool dancing. So I know most people are going to prefer So You Think He Can Dance or World of Dance, but ABDC is the one that I was really stoked about.
1: Speaking of uh, Mario Lopez, I didn't watch that show, so I can't really comment. Um, But Mario Lopez was on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine this week, and he was very funny.
0: (laughs) I saw that. That was really good.
1: Um, My number two is an American classic. It is uh, something that when I was taking online classes, I would watch every day. It is uh, The Price is Right.
0: I thought you were going to say The Real.
1: No, well, The Real is... I mean, that, that's a fucking classic. <laughs> this,
0: <laughs> this is <our> Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> show! Um,
1: no, The Price is Right. Come on. Um, whether it's Bob Barker or Drew Carey, that show has, has it all. It has excitement. It has thrills. It has cash money. <laughs> cash money!
0: <laughs> Did you see the guy that won... By bidding or by betting sixty nine dollars? No. True fucking it was just like today I saw this. You know, everyone's everyone's going and then the last guy'll say like one dollar, Bob. But instead of saying one dollar he said sixty nine and then he won and he was so juiced about it and the crowd thought it was hysterical. Is maybe I'll I'll try to find the, the video and post a link.
1: Um no the price is right. Uh, I've watched like documentaries on the prices right, just because of like the like because there's a conspiracy thing that happened with a guy who like learned the the betting systems in and out and stuff like that. Um, there's so many fun games, fucking cliffhanger, the yodel where they do the yodel, <laughs> the fucking plinko game, the numbers game, the card game, the putting game. So many fun games. Um, I would kill to be on prices right. That'd be so awesome. But prices is right is fun. It's a good time. It's a good way to start your morning. I know that when I retire, whoever the host is, probably Wilder Valderama. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that show uh and, and that's how I'm gonna start my that's how I'm gonna start my midday because I'll be up at four AM. So, I was gonna
0: say your your day is gonna start at like ten AM.
1: No. Like... My day'll start at four AM. That'll be like my midday and then I'll go to bed a couple hours later. Yeah, there
0: you go. Price is right is great. Anyone who's ever had a sick day from school knows Price is Right is dope Oh
1: well. fuck yeah. Oh yeah, snow days. That would be the best part. You start your day, you start your st- start your snow day with a bowl of Cap and Crunch, or in my case, hot dogs, and you'd. Uh... <laughs> a
0: bowl <of> hot dogs. <laughs> or as Seth used to call them, Giz Tubes.
1: <laughs> exactly. Number one.
0: My favorite, and it, the show, if I could be on any show, if I could be on any show, it would definitely be The Amazing Race. I fucking love The Amazing Race. You can make all the fart noises you want, but they get to travel, they get to see all sorts of parts of the world, and you get to like learn some history along the way. There's always some drama. There's always a group of hot chicks that can get it. Ah! And the host is really cool. Like Everything about The Amazing Race is really fucking cool. Now, most of it is done by editing, because you're watching a lot of people like, go through airports and stuff. So I understand that that's a lot of movie magic or whatever. But Amazing Race is awesome. I really want to be on it one day. i I once found out that my mom submitted to have me and her on it. And I don't think I've ever told you this. My mom submitted to have You've her. And I, I did tell you. Okay. My mom submitted yeah. to have her and I on the amazing race and they emailed her and said, Hey, we'd like to call you and have an interview with you and you know, get you through to the next like round of getting on amazing race. But I had like just started college, I think was the thing or I had just graduated from college, one or the other. And my mom decided on her own that it wasn't a good time for me to be on a reality show. And like and <laughs> didn't respond to it and then told me like 6 months after the fact. And I was like, "Mom, I'm not doing anything important that's more important than the Amazing Race. We can go on there, we can travel the world, we can show the world that we're the best father or best mother and son duo ever. And if we win, we'll get a million dollars in cash money." <laughs>
1: Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Um, I would I would pay to just to watch you two on a show together.
0: Oh, we'd be fucking we'd be, We'd be the next Boston Rob. We'd be on every other reality. We'd be on Survivor. <laughs> I'd be having my fucking, having my butt out because you only wear your underwear on Survivor after week two. And uh, it'd be, I'd be on the real world challenge with The Miz. I'd be all sorts of cool stuff.
1: Well, I think uh, if you've listened to a little bit of this show, you probably know what my number one is going to be. And that's uh American Idol. No, um Big Brother. Big Brother is definitely the best uh competition show on TV, uh, which is why they air twice a year now with Celebrity Big Brother, which is currently on T V. But Big Celebrity Brother Celebrity in the... quotes. Yeah, exactly. No, it's uh it's funny because like that's the show I would be on wanna be on the most and it, it is definitely uh indicative of our in, of our personalities where you want to be on a show where you travel and go like go places and i want to be on a show where i sit in a house for an entire summer (laughs) i want to sit in a house for a summer the only thing is they don't have tv so i can't watch like movies or tv but i can just sit in a house for a summer eat free food lay in a pool and that's pretty much it and just uh i I can't really ignore people so that's going to be kind of tough um, I'll actually have to talk to people, but at least I'm in a free house for a summer. But if you um, don't
0: win, if you don't win, then you got to eat goop for a week.
1: That's okay. I, I mean, I, I eat goop all the time, so I would love big brother. It would be so much fun. And that's where like big brother, there's competition, there's competitions throughout the week and stuff. And there, there's physical ones, there's mental ones, but this big brother is a hundred percent like strategy. It's a hundred percent scheming strategy, trying to align yourself with the right people and, and Get certain votes and and basically trying to outsmart everyone. Uh, so much fun to watch. Even like stupid celebrities like Tom Green. I I, I like watching him trying to scheme his way out of things. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 fun. This will be season twenty one this summer. I I would kill to be on Big Brother. Like hundred percent. I would. That's like one dream would be be on Big Brother if I were to be on a show.
0: I would root for you if you were. And then you once you. Would... Once you won and got your half million dollars uh, via check, then uh, we would go spend <laughs> it we'd go spend it on on girls and drugs.
1: You watched a season with me.
0: No, I did. I, I really enjoyed the season I watched. I don't like the show in general, but I got really into the one season we watched.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh, I get it. I get I mean I get it. I'm not a fan in general, but I, I understand. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on anyone for liking Big Brother. That's gonna wrap up our Mambo number five this week. It's our favorite competition and game shows. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. If we missed any of your favorites there, uh, let us know on the tweets, and uh, we'll tell you that you're wrong, because I think these are pretty, uh, pretty unimpeachable lists. I think we pretty much nailed every good, good show that's ever existed, so uh, maybe don't even say anything to us. <laughs> Let's move on, and we're going to get into making the quota. What's your name? Fuck You, that's my name. (laughs) My name
1: is Inigo Montoya. And I quote.
0: I've really come to enjoy this. uh, (laughs) It's it's like a fun little trivia, and then usually it's also a funny quote. So the bar is set high. What do you got for us?
1: All right. This is from an American classic. You've you've definitely seen this movie before. Uh, I can tell you that. So the quote is, they're pretty good, except for one little problem. That little guy right there, he is nipple number five. A good dairy cow should have, like, four. Want me to reread it?
0: Yeah. All
1: right. They're pretty good, except for one little problem. That little guy right there, he is nipple number five. A good dairy cow should have, like, four.
0: (laughs) I'm, like, picturing this scene, and they're they're counting cow nipples.
1: I'll read it one more time for you. They're pretty good, except for one little problem. That little guy right there—he's nipple number five. A good dairy cow should have like four.
0: I, I feel like I'm gonna feel stupid when I don't get. I have no <laughs> fucking. Uh, I'm gonna start listening to movies that I don't have cows in them. Uh, is it Kung Pao, Enter the Fist? No. Okay. Is it? Uh, would you tell me? Okay. Would you narrow? It down? Is it? A, it's not. A, is it a Kevin Smith movie? No. Oh well, fuck.
1: You've seen this movie at least. I'd say probably at least four or five times, I'd bet.
0: Yeah, that's what... Why Why don't I remember some guy talking about fucking cow nips?
1: It came out in the year 2004. It is a comedy.
0: Is it... Is that from Anchorman? It is not. A good dear. The actor, should
1: have like four. Yeah, who's the actor? The actor who says this is Efren Ramirez.
0: Well, that doesn't fucking help. You knew that wasn't going to help. <laughs>
1: It's a th- this character though.
0: Oh, you oh is it Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's it, is that Pedro? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Look <laughs> good Derek I should have like four. <laughs> uh that is a good one. That is of all the quotes out of Napoleon Dynamite, that's the shit you pulled. <laughs> uh,
1: so again, when I look for quotes. I I scroll through to find just, like, one. I don't, like... Because a lot of the quotes you scroll through will have, like, multiple lines. I look for just one line from one character. And I'll try and find the most weird fucking thing I can find. (laughs) And I saw the word nipple, and I'm like, that's it.
0: I forgot. Because, yeah, Pedro was in... Like the FFA or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I gotta watch that one again. So I watched it. I, I don't. I don't know that I've seen it more than.
1: Oh, it's once. bad. It's not a good movie. No,
0: it's boring. But it's it's like if you were you know like if you um if you had like comedy enhancing substances or something like that. Some performance might, enhancers. Yeah, it might be more enjoyable. But Napoleon uh, Dynamite nap dizzle. That's uh that's good. I haven't thought about that movie in a
1: while. I, I just remember they... Because that, that's on that farm. I think they're in like, a farm or whatever. And Napoleon drinks, uh, like, some egg juice or whatever. Like, the guy makes the juice with a bunch of eggs in it. Oh, yeah. And then they eat, like, a they eat like a chicken salad sandwich that has, like, flies all over it. It's really disgusting. And the person eating it is just, like... <laughs> like, it's fu- <laughs> fucking gross.
0: I know that you don't like... I don't... You don't like mouth noises during eating. I don't. So I... I, I it.
1: It's... It's uh I I've recently discovered like I definitely have um that I think it's like a condition or something it's called uh it's an actual thing that like people like you, you know those 23 and me tests you can do mm-hmm. if you where you spit into a tube like it tells you you have this um
0: Is it misophonia?
1: Yes, 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 misophonia. I definitely have that because like if I if I'm at a restaurant and I hear someone chewing I it like pisses me off like <laughs>
0: actually i've seen this happen to you and this is i'm just reading this is from the uh just the google search uh a trigger sound causes an involuntary reaction of irritation if the trigger continues the emotions quickly become extreme anger rage hatred or disgust (laughs) i've seen this happen to you once or twice and i would agree
1: yeah i have it i know i do um it's fucked up but and i've heard multiple podcasts recently where people talk about i know like sarah silverman has it um where she talked about it, and that's that's kind of one where I've heard more and more like discussion about it, Um and like a lot of people develop it later. Like it's not something you have; like you develop it later on, and it's not just like a it's not just like a like a you know something that you have in your head. It's just like something that triggers, and eventually, like it just happens, and there's not much you can do to get rid of it. <laughs> Man, so well, it's annoying. I don't like it because yeah, it it makes me not want to eat. I don't know and that's sad. That's why why you
0: get so pissed, yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Well, if there's anything to be learned here outside of cow nipples, it's that uh, you better close your mouth around Seth you make it fucking decked. (laughs) (laughs) What's your name? Fuck you! That's my name. (laughs) My name is Inigo Montoya. And I
1: quote
0: All right, let's keep on rolling. and we're gonna get into some movie news. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set?
1: Movies.
0: Just a couple things this week in movies. Uh, the first, we've known for a little while now that there's been an upcoming film starring Zach Efron as Ted Bundy. And a lot of people have been really looking forward to it uh, because Zach Efron is sexy. And I don't know what it is, I don't know what the obsession is with like serial murderers. But people are fascinated with them, and I don't get it myself. But a lot of people are really revved up about this show or this movie, uh, and it's called like incredibly vile or something. It, it, it's some descriptive words about Ted Bundy. Anyway, uh, the news this week is that that show or that I keep saying show, that movie has now been picked up by Netflix, and so Netflix is going to be putting out the Zach Efron. Um, let me see if I can pull up Zach Efron Ted Bundy movie. Uh, which is called Shockingly Evil, or sorry, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile is the name of Mm -hmm. this movie. Um, This on the heels of Netflix's pretty successful Ted Bundy tapes release that a lot of people have been uh, watching on Netflix that people get pretty excited about, which is like the actual tapes of the actual Ted Bundy. And uh, I guess Netflix is going to try to capitalize on the back end with the fictional movie uh, Seth, what, where are you on the whole true crime serial killer thing? Are you interested in them in general, and then more specifically, are you excited to see Zach Efron portraying Ted Bundy here?
1: So I, the the true crime type of stuff, I don't necessarily watch if it's like a documentary type thing, but I do enjoy watching some of the some of the I guess like fiction, but not fiction, like you know, like the the not really biopics, but kind of biopics in a way. Um, like the mind hunter because i know that's that has like uh you know some notable serial killers and stuff and they're they're gonna have charles manson in this upcoming season same actor who's playing charles manson in in the quentin tarantino movie um just because i I think there's especially with like those type of things you get some really good interesting different performances out of of actors with that um and again that kind of goes back to where our differences are with when we watch movies and shows but uh, you know i really enjoy performances and 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 seeing you know these these actors go into these characters deep when it comes to the actual stuff some of that stuff just like makes me feel gross watching it <laughs> because like um you know it, it's fucked up that, that should actually happen and that you know uh it's interesting it's interesting to, to watch but it's also just like it's not how i want to spend my time necessarily mm-hmm. <laughs> but watching a you know an actor perform that I think that for me personally, who, you know, who's always liked movies and TV and stuff, it's more interesting to watch just because, you know, I get the real facts out of it, but I also get to see someone try and dig deep into a persona, which is cool. Um, so that that makes me excited for the the movie that, you know, it came, it, uh, it it came out of Sundance. A lot of people really enjoyed it uh, at Sundance, and that's where Netflix bought it. And uh, it sounds like they're going to try and do an award push out of it. It's not going to come out till later this fall. And uh, and it sounds like they're trying to uh, they're going to release it shortly in theaters and then release it on Netflix a few like few weeks later. Uh, makes me happy because that's one less movie I have to go out in theater and see. Mm-hmm. Um, come uh, come Oscar time, uh, but also too it's cool that they're that they're really hunting for that uh, now, especially they had a strong they bought like three or four movies out of out of Sundance this year. So uh, it's it's cool that they're doing that. Um, I, I'm interested to see this movie. Hope it's good. I hope Zach Efron gets some 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 recognition for it because he is uh he is talented he's a talented actor and it'd be cool to see maybe him get a maybe an awards push this year so i do want to see this movie though
0: yeah i'm 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 not really here for any of the real murderer stuff i you said it kind of makes you feel gross to watch like the real thing the whole all of it makes me feel super gross i anytime it's based on something real i i don't like it i, I don't like the What's the, the idolization of the guys like this? I, it makes me feel really weird. Now, that said, um, anything that's going to get Zac Efron more recognition, I'm a fan of. Because I really do enjoy him. And I think I've seen enough of his stuff to recognize, like you said, that he is very talented. And I think, given the right vehicle, he could really show us something. So I'm interested to see, you know, what, what he does in this. And, you know, if he does get an award nomination, then that would be pretty awesome. Because uh, I've, I've been a fan of his for a while. Let's turn back as, as we usually do. We've got some Disney stuff to talk about. And this is, I think, a, a, a piece of news that I'm a little bit surprised by, but very happy about. Um, of course, the Fox and Disney merger is, is happening, right? We're in the middle of it now. And a lot has been made about uh, what happens to Deadpool uh, when they move over to Disney. And Seth, it sounds like we got our answer this week.
1: Yeah, well, they, they talked last week that Deadpool uh, 3 is in, in the works. He's not going to be part of X-Force or anything like that. It's going to be a separate movie. So at least they have ideas going. And Disney confirmed in a conference call type thing today where they were talking about the Fox-Disney merger, uh, that it will be rated R. So um, interesting that they're going to go with that that play, <laughs> contending you know, with that. Who knows? I, I I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they include him in the marvel cinematic universe or if they continue him separate but then also there's the fox x-men characters that will likely want to be included in the mcu that will be part of the deadpool thing so i don't know if they they include him in the in the mcu if they don't if they have a separate thing they just get rid of those characters it'll be interesting to see what their strategy is but um it's good to hear that they're continuing to let uh, Ryan Reynolds and company have their freedom with what they want to do with the the, fran- the franchise.
0: Yeah, I'm excited by this. I think to to not hamper the creative you know, nature of the guys making this, I think, is what is exciting. Because Disney does tend to do that. <laughs> we see that all the time with them. So, all right. Well, you mentioned Avengers. And we got a new Avengers TV spot during the Super Bowl. It was part of a, a group of, of sort of trailers slash TV spots. Uh, we got new looks at a few of them. And Avengers was shown just right before the game. And we got a little bit of new footage, but it doesn't sound stuff like it was very telling.
1: No, nothing, nothing uh, spoilery. Um, Still looks like it was all within a pretty early period of the movie. I think the only thing there was kind of a money shot ish type thing where it's like a shadow of all the characters walking into a a hangar thing. Uh, Maybe it's just the maybe it's the Avengers, uh, not tower, but their base or whatever. Short of, I didn't see like Iron Man or Nebula in there, but you do get to see them because they're still together on, on uh, Titan, uh, where we left him from the last movie. You see them, you see Cap with a shield, so he has a shield back. Just kind of quick shots of all the all the heroes, uh, you know, some some Iron Man or some uh, War Machine and some Ant Man with their mask, get putting their mask on and stuff like that. So, looks like it's all going to be very. It looks like so far it's all very early on stuff. Nothing spoilery. There, I don't think there was any. Uh, any uh Thanos in this trailer at all either uh nothing hopeful yet though either no Avengers uh awesome music or anything so I I'm very excited for this movie and I, I like the tone they're, they're still continuing to go with this
0: yeah it sounds I I would agree it sounds like from the little bit that I've seen uh, they're keeping it pretty melancholy which is the right mood to have after the end of Infinity War and I know another film universe that we're excited to get back into is the Fast and Furious franchise. And <coughs> we have a spinoff, Hobbs and Shaw, that is The Rock and uh, Jason Statham. And I got to tell you, man, I hate myself for it, but I watched this trailer and I got excited for this movie. I'm telling you, we have Idris Elba, who is legit like the Winter Soldier, is what is Idris Elba in this. And we got The Rock and we got Jason Statham cracking jokes and having fun and doing big, crazy action shit. We got the really hot blonde from Mission Impossible Fallout is added in. <laughs> I think this could be fun, and I might, I might pay to see this. I, I, as much as I hate Fast and Furious, this seems just far enough away from Fast and Furious that I'm okay giving my money to it. And this, this looks like a lot of fun. I don't know what you think. I, I doubt you're on the same page as me, but I'm actually a little <laughs> bit excited for this one.
1: I don't know. Like I I love the rock obviously. Um but it just I've only seen the first two Fast and Furious movies. And even though like it's crazy dumb driving, uh I would have never guessed that it's going to come to superheroes with this. So <laughs> I I don't know. It's fucking weird. It's really weird. It just it just seems out of I mean, again, I haven't seen the other one, so I don't know if it's out of place, but like wh- what? Like <laughs> It's 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 almost like if they took a like Rambo and like made him have superpowers. Like I I just don't hundred percent get it. It's like it's at least a ba- like it's crazy. It's a crazy world. Yes, like it's very unrealistic. But at least it's still grounded in like this world. Mm-hmm. And then they just fucking give him superpowers through a computer. Like what? How does that make any sense? <laughs>
0: I, th- I don't know. Here's what I think for th- for this one specifically, and because I've not really seen any of these other than Too Fast, Too Furious, which I will contend is the best of the series, having not seen any of the others, I like to imagine that this Hobbs and Shaw is its own movie and that it, if I just gave you, if I took all the Fast and Furious stuff off of it and I said, Seth, here's a movie with Jason Statham and The Rock trying to chase down a super powered Idris Elba and it's got the mega hot blonde from Mission Impossible Fallout, are you in? You would go to that movie. And Probably. I think my thing about it is I'm not going to let the Fast and Furious of it all ruin it for me because there's so much other cool shit going on. And this could be now this one, not like three hours worth of Avengers. This one I'm absolutely going to drink a beer for. I think it could be fun. I think it, it it's going to have really loud, dumb action and, and testosterone and 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 some jokes. And from what I see saw in the trailer, there's some funny stuff in here, too. And I think we're going to get some I think it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'll go see it. Uh, we're going to flip-flop on this next movie. Uh, I was excited for Hobbs and Shaw. You are far more excited than I for Toy Story 4. And this was yet another short teaser, um, but we did get a little bit of a look. And I I believe in, I don't know if this is the first time, but we're seeing a couple of the new characters as well and maybe a little sneak peek at the setting. Uh, So what did you think of, of this new Super Bowl spot for Toy Story?
1: Yeah, I mean, it didn't really tell much. It was just, I mean, it showed them at like a carnival-like thing. Buzz was uh, tied up to a, as like a prize or whatever, and uh, Key and Peele's characters are accosting him. That's about it, though. I mean, there there isn't anything new, nothing story-wise. I'm sure we'll get a full trailer uh, sometime soon-ish. Um, I would bet probably in March or April. But, uh, no, I, I'm, again, very excited for it. Um I know they just wrapped, uh, the last like few voices for like Tim Allen and, uh, Tom Hanks. So I'm sure they're getting that all together and getting that ready to go. But both of them had mentioned it's like very emotional and, and sad and all that stuff. So, uh, get ready to cry America. Um, no, but it's, it's, uh, I'm excited. I can't wait to see, I can't wait to see this movie. This is definitely, uh, towards the top of my most anticipated for the year. And I want to see more footage.
0: I, I was thinking about you when this came on because they finished the trailer by saying, like, it comes out in whatever month it comes out. And it started playing the You Got a Friend in Me song. And I was like, oh, I bet Seth is just peeing himself listening to that, so.
1: <laughs> no urine.
0: <laughs> well, those are the trailers that stuck out to us during the Super Bowl. You may have had some others that you liked, um, but this was, I think, pretty much all the good stuff. So uh, let us know what you thought of Avengers, Hobbs and Shaw, and Toy Story 4 Super Bowl spots, and let us know if we missed anything as well. So for now, we're going we're to do a quick review of the, a movie that you and I both went and saw last week. And I am just at a loss. Like, okay, we, we are going to get into a little bit of spoilers in this movie, but not for a second. So stay, stay around for a second. And we'll give just our top thoughts. And then we will get into a little spoilers, but we'll warn you, don't worry. So this was Serenity. With Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Jason Clark, And this was a dumb movie. Like, <laughs> it's so dumb. I, it, and tell me, Seth, if you disagree. We're not recommending this to any. In fact, we're recommending you don't see this movie.
1: I don't know. I would say go see it. This is one oh, I would say, God. like, have a f- few beers to go see.
0: <laughs> I think it's I bad. I was- and not, I don't even think it's good to, like... I don't even think it's good to be to be altered and watch with your friends and make fun of. I don't even think. it's I don't good know for
1: about that. that. Maybe <laughs> I, I don't know about that.
0: Anyway, this movie is without getting into spoilers, so we're still spoiler free. This movie has a, a this movie hinges on a twist, okay? And a lot of what you think about this movie over the course of the first two thirds of it will change drastically after this twist right? So the twist in this movie informs the entire rest of the movie. So it's really hard to enjoy the first most of this movie until you understand the context that is made available by the twist. And so you spend this whole movie going, this movie sucks. And then a twist happens and you're like, okay, now I understand that, but it doesn't make it suck less. Like it still sucks. And that's, I, I, that's that seems fair, right? That's an okay description of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing about it is that I think that, <laughs> for, for me anyway, the, the thing that I enjoyed as much as I did with this movie is, well, one, I was by myself in the theater, so I was able to react as I pleased. <laughs> um, but... But the twist is so fucking absurd.
0: <laughs> it's
1: so dumb. That you're just like, I multiple times out loud went, what? And my arms went in the air. And it's just like, what is going on right now? And that's, that's the, that's the, like, here's the thing is if you see this movie without knowing anything beforehand, you're either going to, hate it because it's terrible and you wouldn't recommend it or love it because you hate it so much. Like because of that twist is like, it is the most left field twist I have ever seen in a movie ever. It's so fucking weird. It's so weird. And that's why I enjoyed it because it was just like, honestly, like I going into this movie, I knew there was twists and I was like, okay, I'm going to try and figure it out. That, like it was like a puzzle. I was like, all right, so this happens, maybe that comes back later. All right, so that comes back later. May- nope, nope, not at all. Like it comes back kinda, but the twist that actually happens is so fucking strange. It's so weird. that it's <laughs> that I was like didn't guess that at all.
0: And, you know, and people out there, like people listening to this are going to be like, oh, now that they really hammered home that there's a twist, I'm going to go looking for it and get it because I'm smart. No, you probably fucking won't. That's how no. absurd. Like, I know you're thinking, Seth Seth just said it's weird 25 times. That seems excessive. No, it's not. That's the appropriate amount of times to talk about how weird this twist is. And I know that our good buddy At Jared Buckendall. went and saw this, too, because we've been talking about it over the last week. <laughs> And, and it is, he describes it as bonkers multiple times in his review, which we'll link to. And it is apt. Like, this is one of the strangest movies that you're going to see. <laughs> I think it's bad. Like, bad. Not good. And whether or not that makes you want to watch it, fine, I guess. But, like, I'm not recommending it to anybody.
1: I gotta say, I was never bored watching the movie. Um, again, but that, I think it depends on how you go in to see it because for me, I wasn't bored because I was searching the entire time. And I've talked about it on the show before. I'm, I can usually snuff out a twist pretty early on this. I had no, f- when when he when when that twist happens and they reveal it, I, I, that was the loudest I've ever been in a theater. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a strange, and you know, what's funny is, and this is why I don't think the movie is very good because we can't even really talk to McConaughey's performance or Anne Hathaway's performance or Jason Clark's performance or the plot of the no. fucking movie because it all depends on this twist. And if you're in, if you like the twist and you're willing to accept, okay, sure, then maybe you'll love this movie. I don't know. But I can't even speak to the fucking performances or the writing or the plot or any of it because it all depends on one thing. And mm-hmm. it's it's maybe if, knew, maybe if I knew going in that that's what the twist was, I would enjoy them. I don't know. I'd, I really I don't know, and it's getting crap reviews. Um, but let's do this. Let's jump into some spoilers, okay? And I'll make okay. I'll make sure to flag in the uh, description box when you can skip ahead to if you want to miss spoilers for Serenity. So we're gonna talk spoilers for a couple minutes here. Look in the description box for the end time when you can come back in. And you won't, and you won't have anything spoiled. So that that's that's what we think of serenity.
1: Oh 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 uh, oh oh.
0: Now let's talk spoilers. Now okay,
1: this is first. First off, <laughs> yeah. Okay, first, you go ahead. First, okay, since we're talking spoilers, you've, I'm, we're going to assume you've seen this movie. There's three things I noticed up front where I was like, "This is weird." I texted you on the first one. They included like weird fucking sound effects and shit uh-huh. in this movie. The there's like this nerd guy at the beginning who turns out to be like the rules guy in this world. He he. Multi- this happens. multi He does this like three times in the movie. He takes his glasses off and like off screen. It's not even on the camera. He like wipes his glasses off and then he goes ew 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 ew. ew. <laughs> He's cleaning <laughs> off his glasses. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Um. So that guy does that. Um. There's. In, like an insanely uh, exaggerated entrance for, for Anne Hathaway where she like comes in. It's like just it like a 360 around her and it's like it sounds like Cinderella's coming out of the room. It's like her like ring is shining and stuff like that. And I know it's because it ends up being, again, spoilers, a video game. Mm-hmm. But like it's ridiculous. And then I felt really bad for fucking that Duke guy. <laughs> Was that the drunk old guy? Uh, no duke is the, the black guy uh, that's his partner his captain yeah because he's like he's just like duke you've been a piece of shit since your <laughs> wife died yeah and then like and then, and then like 10 minutes later duke comes in and he's like i forgive you for, for saying that shit man i want to be your captain again he's
0: yeah. like what no it was and that's the problem like it all hinges so the video game you end up finding out that everything is in a video game mm-hmm. and that happens like most of the way into the movie. But because it's in a video game, everything in the in the first ninety minutes of this movie is so stupid. Like yeah. the, the the sound effects are stupid. The writing is horrible. Like, and I get it if it's if you're here for the twist and you want to love that it's a video game, then you'll really enjoy the fact that the writing is very blocky and very cliched and very just like like a ten year old would write a fucking video game. Like, I get why that's appealing to some, but to me. I got most of the way through this movie and I was like, this movie sucks. Like a 10 year old made this movie. And then you find out it's supposed to look like a 10 year old made it. Get it. And I'm like, no, fuck you. I just sat through two hours of bad movies so that you can tell me you made a bad movie on purpose. That's, that's why I didn't like this movie. And I, I can appreciate how you start to go, Oh, this makes sense now because of the twist. But they, they led me way too far down the direction of like something's going on. I know this looks stupid, but now we're going to explain I it, they could not bring me all the way back.
1: Well, th- that's the thing is like <laughs> with a good twist, you can lay you lay seeds in there, right? Mm-hmm. But it, the seeds they laid are bad movie making. Yeah. Yeah. devices and it's they didn't lay se- like they didn't lay seeds in the plot. They laid seeds in the way the movie was made. Mm-hmm. Um, the only seeds they laid with the plot was like they showed the kid working on a computer and said that he has a special gift. But uh, mm, that doesn't mean that the fucking entire world is a video game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought I thought I, where I, they were going I, with that was that he's some sort of telepathic with his dad. And I was going to be like, well, I hate that, too. Um, well, but y- that I would have accepted more readily than the fucking video game. <laughs>
1: Not even that. For me, it's like so. They said he's he's talented with a computer. He can, he can uh, track location and shit like that. What I thought was happening was that he could, and, and he said he can hear you know his dad talking. The re- I thought what made sense was that he could hear his dad talking through like the computer or something in the boat. He was hacking into the boat somehow, mm. and he was able to hear his dad. I was like, that makes sense because that's where he's doing all his talking and stuff is on that boat. Mm-hmm nope not at all it's a video game um also i don't remember specifically because by this point i was just like this is fucking weird the the cat lady yeah why why did she keep referencing the cat did that have anything to do with anything the cat
0: i think the cat was a mini game like find the cat she kept she kept saying like find the cat or bring the cat home she kept saying referring to it in a specific way that made it sound like a mini Mm -hmm. game and I get hmm. I get why it's interesting that he is like compulsively needs to catch the fish because it's his mission in the game. I get that. I think it's kind of cool. I I think this plot and this twist could work in a certain way. I just hate the way they executed it. But like effectively what you do here by making by making everything a video game and making all of his behaviors explainable by the fact that it's a video game, Matthew McConaughey is not a character. He's just he just he he's not anything. He doesn't make a choice on his own, you know. He doesn't get to leave the video game at some point and learn something from being outside of it. He just is. So you just watched nothing happen for two hours. Nothing happens in. Mm-hmm. I guess he kills the fucking guy, um, but I don't know. And Jason Clark is so over the top a dickhead in this, you know. <laughs> like, oh, you mean to tell me he's an ass because he like gives everyone money and uh, and like tells you that he's gonna go fuck underage girls in the butt for money like <laughs> that's like when he was on screen I was like this is I was like S- I was like someone five years old wrote this villain <laughs> that's such a horrible thing to laugh at but like
1: <laughs> I for, I just forgot that that's how extreme it went yeah because yeah because he because he literally does that he's like I'm going to go find some teenagers on the, on, on an alleyway or whatever Yeah, and pay some money to, yeah, to, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. I forgot about that. No. And and the thing about it is, is like, I saw this trailer in like May of last year. <laughs> Cause this movie has been done for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I saw this trailer in like May of last year. It was supposed to come out in like November, December, um, and the trailer for the, what the movie, like, if you watch the trailer, you, you're like, this doesn't look like a bad movie. I was you know, going to see be it. a movie. It was like, it was a movie, it looks like it was going to be a movie about a couple who uh, used to be together, she wants them to kill her husband, there's some drama going on there. Nope. That's not what happens at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just so fucking weird. It is, it is seriously one of the, it, it's the most mess like the weirdest out of left field insane twist I've ever like I've seen I I can't name another one as weird as like cuz with most twists in a movie all twists in a movie there's at least something where you're like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Cuz this twist still doesn't even make that much sense. Well, like, you said something when it you It does s- but it doesn't. When
0: you came out and you you texted me and Jared and you said I don't understand why this movie exists. (laughs) And that makes the most sense because it it seems like a joke. It seems like a practical joke. There's like, we're going to, we're going to get people to come to this movie thinking there's a plot, but there isn't like the whole thing is them reeling you into thinking this is a movie and a bad one. And then revealing to you that it's a video game instead. That's Mm -hmm. the whole thing is like, Hey, I'm playing a trick on you audience. And you and I talked not on the podcast about, about, um, glass. And I made a point about I really enjoy glass because it is about the plot in the movie, but it's just as much about the viewer. It's about Shyamalan talking to the viewer and saying certain things. This isn't that, (laughs) you know, it doesn't have it doesn't it's it isn't done to inspire thought in you or inspire debate or to get you to see things differently. It's Mm -hmm. it's only done to surprise you. And it's a bad twist in that way, I think.
1: Yeah, no, that, That that's a good point. Uh it's just, it's it's so insane. It really is. I, I still think it's something that I, I want more people to react to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish it wasn't bombing so badly in the box office because I, I need other people. <laughs> and, you know, maybe there are people listening now who uh, haven't seen it and still, and, you know, listen to us anyway. Um, to those people, I would, say, I would say maybe give it a shot, <laughs> even knowing what you know. You'll be able to understand the first part of the movie more, and maybe you'll enjoy it. I'm half interested to see it again and just just to kind of watch it and see knowing what I know you, now
1: you know how we talk about like sometimes in movies when we when we review movies or talk about movies like um we'll talk about how a movie is like it starts off as one thing and then switches to another. Mm-hmm. This is literally the definition of that. oh yeah, it starts it starts off as a murder. Uh, C movie I don't know like the first part of the movie if you just if you made this movie without the video game stuff and just did it as a murder thing it's a perfectly good movie yeah
0: that's a great idea for like take yeah I take all the video game shit out that's a good movie and it's got Anne Hathaway and fucking Matthew McConaughey and Jason Clark that could have been a good movie and then they just they smashed it like that guy with the big hammer smashes watermelons because he thought it was funny
1: are you talking about Gallagher? Gallagher.
0: Yeah, that's what they had a decent movie and they Gallagher smashed it with a mallet.
1: That's that's the second time Gallagher has come up for me today. It's so fucking weird that you did that.
0: <laughs> you know what, Seth? It's because you're in a video game for some stupid fucking reason. And a 10 year old <laughs> oh, is no. writing our dialogue. <laughs> Go catch a fish now.
1: Uh, catching the tuna is my favorite game. Um, <laughs> that's what my favorite thing was. It's like. His his entire game was to catch the tuna. Like that was his life was catching tuna. Well, even when he wasn't on the boat, yeah. he
0: was trying to get with that one chick, so you could it always was the same.
1: It's true. I don't the know. Thing, that was the cat lady too.
0: Yeah, the cat lady. The thing that pissed me off the most is it made this movie made Anne Hathaway look like a bad actress. Like when she was on yeah. screen, I was like, I love Anne Hathaway, but you suck. I was like, you suck, Anne Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> I was pointing at my screen like, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Get her off my screen. And uh now I know why and it makes a little bit more sense, but it made me hate her for a good twenty five minutes.
1: Ugh, oh, it was I gotta say, like it was it's a it's a terrible movie and a terrible twist. But it's also an amazing movie and amazing twist.
0: <laughs> Don't even say that. It's just an interesting experience. That is that's as far as I will go. But I do I, I,
1: <laughs> I honestly had so much fun watching it though. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> I, I was just confused I, the whole... I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like, after... I was just like, what? Right?
1: <laughs> oh, I did that, like, 17 times. I, 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 like... I'm I'm so glad I was by myself. And that's... that's We've talked about this before. I don't know if we even talked about it in here. Like, seeing a movie, sometimes is just about the experience of seeing a movie. And for me, seeing that by myself in a theater where I was able to just go, what the fuck, <laughs> out loud, by myself, and no one would hear it... Um, that was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, it was a fun time. It's, uh, it was worth the $6 because I, I saw it at 10, 10 a.m. on a Saturday. So it was worth the $6.
0: I'm really excited in like three years to be like scrolling Netflix with like, you know, maybe I got a couple friends over or a girl over and I come across this movie and be like, holy shit, we're watching this right now and I want to <laughs> see you react to this movie. Like years from now when it's on free streaming and I've forgotten all about it. I will eventually come back to it and have a fun experience. But for now, I I other than this this what 20 minutes or so that we've spent talking about it, this is the fun part about that movie. The actual oh, yeah. going to the movie of it all is not. So, that's but I think we both needed this little session about it.
1: I would say I would say especially now where it's ending its run, you're not going to have many people in the theater. Go with a couple friends, go by yourself, have a drink, have multiple drinks, have lots of drinks. Go see the movie and just react to it in real time because it's not like the room where it's like, you know, multiple like dumb things. Like the entire movie of the room is just poorly done. Like this movie is poorly done entirely, but it's not like terrible performances. It's just like a terrible plot device, a terrible writing, the worst twist ever, but also the best twist ever.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, that's a really good summary. And uh, the the folks from... The the folks that wanted to avoid spoilers are now back with us. So, mom is the word for the folks that stayed. Uh, don't don't go spoiling anybody for anyone that doesn't want to hear it. Uh, Serenity is the movie. Go see it or don't. I I don't know. But if you do, talk to us on Twitter about it, absolutely, because we want to hear your thoughts. And with that weird, weird review, uh, we are almost done with the show. But before we go, we got to give you one more thing. But I'm down to one, one, more, one more thing. I am going to just talk briefly about the fact that it's Black History Month, and that is a very exciting time, uh, obviously, to just learn more uh, about black history in general. And one very cool and fun way to do that is to watch black-led movies and TV and things like that. And there's on Hulu and on Netflix, I'm not sure about Amazon, but it's very easy to find a way to watch something that was either written, directed, or stars uh, black talent. And so my one more thing is just encouraging folks to go out and do that. Um, There's a lot of stuff on Netflix. Uh, I know Hulu right now has Fences, which I think is a great example of, you know, almost the entire production was black on that. Um, Denzel Washington and Viola Davis were fucking amazing in Fences. And uh, on Netflix, recently I've been watching Trigger Warning with Killer Mike on there, which is kind of interesting. It's a little bit reductive but um it just gives you a little glimpse into kind of black culture and and what killer mike is thinking um and some of the things he does are interesting for example he tries he in the first episode he tries to only uh only give money to and support black business um for like a couple days and he finds that it's very very difficult to do because there just aren't a lot of black-led businesses and so just kind of he just does little experiments like that which are kind of fun um, so if you're looking for something on the series side, watch that. Of course, Atlanta is on Hulu. Um, my, my challenge to the folks out there is over the course of Black History Month, um, it'd be great if you could read up and learn about, you know, a famous black, uh, person who's had a lot to do with civil rights or something like that. Um, but, uh, if not, you just want to take in some entertainment, uh, find a way to do something that's black led. If you haven't seen Get Out, watch that, but try it over the course of the next month. And, uh, yeah, I think it'd be cool.
1: I second that. Watch Atlanta.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> we So you talked briefly about the Super Bowl commercials, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, A couple things. So for one, I didn't know corn syrup was so bad <laughs> in beer. <laughs> there was about 18 uh, commercials about that. The other one, though, is the one that everyone's creeping everyone out. And I've seen it like oh, four I times I know you going to talk about. I watched it like four times today. Uh, because it's replaying on all the streaming services, it's the I think it's the TurboTax one about the the Robo Boy. Yeah,
0: Robo Child,
1: <laughs> where he's just like, "Papa, wake up! Papa, wake up!"
0: <laughs> it's disturbing. I don't like it.
1: It. I. I'm starting. I've come around on him now. Where I. I totally love that child. Oh.
0: Um,
1: I would raise. I would raise Robo Child, Robo Boy, whatever his name is, um, to be my own. Because um, I've heard him say, "Papa, wake up." At least 400 times today so for those who haven't seen that check that out it's fucking weird it's creepy but it's awesome um so uh no more corn syrup and robo boy are my uh one more things
0: there you go uh glad to see that each of us took our one more things equally seriously this week uh
1: <laughs> well hey I don't have a white history month to do this for.
0: Hey, the other 11 months are white history, so. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know, I set, the, I set that one up for you. And I knocked it down. <laughs>
0: yep, that was good. No, I actually very rarely have serious one more things. So, I was the outlier in this case. <clears throat> um, either way, lots of great stuff. We had a pretty fun episode number 80, our 10th Octiversary. And, uh, yeah, this was a blast. Including... <laughs> I, this serenity thing I we could go on for hours about it I honestly like Oh, I love it. it it was it was fucking hysterical so yeah thank you for for joining us not only for this episode but for all 79 of the priors uh, it has been our pleasure to bring you 80 episodes so far and and we're not stopping now uh, we are charging full steam ahead
1: 84 is our last one 84
0: might be the last one yeah so four to go um not I mean maybe I don't know but probably not um <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll keep rolling on, and uh, we've been talking, uh, got some other cool kind of uh, things coming out uh, over the course of the next few months that might be kind of fun, so more details to come, uh, including what we're going to do for the Oscars, so we'll, we'll keep you uh, privy to that as the date draws near, just a few weeks to go yet uh, before the big night, so uh, lots of great stuff, uh, being episode 80, if you want to find a way to celebrate, uh, share us with a friend, bring in new listeners, uh, don't send them back to prior episodes. <laughs> we like to think we get better as time goes on, so going backwards is not going to help. But um, yeah, bring bring someone new onto the show if you can. Uh, subscribe wherever it is you're listening so you can get new episodes every Friday. Uh, hit us up on the tweets if you want to be a part of the conversation and uh, do all that very fun stuff, like, share, subscribe. Uh, all of our info is in the description box if you want to get a hold of us. Uh, please do, because we look forward to talking to you with you, especially if it's about serenity. So this has been episode number 80 of the SoCo Show for Seth Ott. This has been Chad Coger, lead singer of Nick Koback, <laughs> And uh, make sure you come on back for 81. We will see you next week. Bye. <laughs> It's not Papa. <laughs>